This episode of the ECWM podcast has been brought to you by Benelli, Dominate the Skies. Kent Cartridge Canada, high quality, high performance shotgun shells for waterfowl, turkey, upland, sporting clays, and more. Sitka, turning clothing into gear. Maritime dog training, because I'm the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. (laughs) (laughs) Offering obedience training of all levels, service dog and retriever training in person or online. L&M Trailers, offering trailer rentals and sales in Woodstock, New Brunswick. Big Al Decoys, high quality silhouettes and accessories for waterfowl, turkey, and sandhill cranes. East Coast Calls, offering high-quality duck, goose, and turkey calls, built right here in the Maritimes. Welcome to the Waterfowl East podcast. Welcome. Welcome. We have got a banger tonight. Yeah. We, We got the man, the myth, and the legend from Punisher Waterfowl. Absolutely. Mr. Damien Pittman. Speak, um, my son. I've got a bone to pick with you guys. And oh, I'm just... fucking pissed already. We haven't Holy even got started. Shit. Well, I'm oh, going to so, Well, listen. What? Ha- how come you lost the East Coast Waterfowl Mafia? Like, what? what's the fucking deal there? Well, it... It it never does. It never went away. It's, it's not, never it's gonna not, go away. It's not gone. It's just more of a business move. It's uh, Waterfowl it, East is a bit more of a marketable name for companies, and that's about okay. it. It's uh, it's it's like we are the East Coast Waterfowl Mafia, mm-hmm. but okay. as far as a registered company name, yeah. we are right. Waterfowl East. Yeah. Okay. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what really sparked this. We've talked about it for a few years now. Yeah. I did a thing this fall that was called Wildlife Wednesday with uh, the school board, basically, okay. in, in yeah. New Brunswick. So mm-hmm. I went on there and I did a presentation and uh, it was for like half an hour and any school in the province could have been all of them. If they wanted to, to chime in and watch this and ask questions, they could. So, there, so the possibility of there being like thousands of kids watching it uh, was a real thing. Yeah. And I was the sacrificial lamb. So when, when they came on and they were going to introduce me, she had a problem with the word mafia. Yeah. And she was like okay. super cool about it. But yeah. she's like, I just really, some other people in the office have said like some things about it and think it might be an issue. And I've looked it up online, the word and what it means and stuff. And she's like, I'm cool yeah. with it, but some people have a problem with it. And I'm like, okay. And that's yeah. all it was. Like, I mean, for us, it really represents a brotherhood. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, as a group, we are extremely tight. We don't see each other all that often. But, I mean, if shit goes yeah. sideways, I mean, yeah. there's no question who we're going to call. We're or, definitely going to You know what there. I mean? I guess yeah. the only way I could compare it, it, it's probably similar to, like, a military brotherhood. Like, we Absolutely. are. Absolutely. Like, we are you guys, tight. <laughs> yeah, you guys are tight because... Um, you know, you're not even all in the same province. No, yeah, is, exactly. You, you know what I mean? So it is, but like, I, I guess I can understand from the teacher's point of view, especially, you know, when you're talking to kids. Yeah. Because, mm. you know, a kid's going to go home and, and the, you know, there's going to be, you know, Hugo was listening. Right. And he's going to walk, he's going to walk home and say, 
we had a we had a presentation from the mafia today, and right, and, yeah. and the parents are going to fucking lose their mind, right? Oh now. So, yeah, exactly. So that so that after that, you know, we kind of sat down and we're like, okay, this is probably the time when we need to pull the trigger on this. But it's that only. We still, okay. I mean, I still have a huge logo on the side oh, of my yeah. trailer. You know, yeah. it's not, it's not going. Not yeah, going it'll, anywhere. it'll never die. It's just, this is just a business name, basically. Yep. Like, you know, okay. well, 100, that, 100%. Cool. Yeah. Like I told you the first time you came on our show, Maddie, um, I love the name. And I always thought it was one of the best names for, for a group of group of buddies a group of hunters that i'd ever heard so <laughs> I'm too. Glad we've that. been ex- we've been explaining that to people like because on the forums we get shit on pretty hard and people would think it was too and i mean we don't give two yeah. flying frigs <laughs> yeah, at all ever it's entertaining and we laugh yeah. at it but i mean people would just oh that's stupid it's like you think I mean, you're tough yeah it's not about that no it's yeah, it's just it's about not, the brotherhood yeah. you know what i mean i yeah, mean Think of the Godfather in the movies and stuff yeah. like that. And, and if it was, and if it was just a fad or something, we thought that we were doing to try to be tough. I mean, it wouldn't have lasted. Mm, no. This is not going. You know, this no. is this is all the way. We're always yeah. going to be the East Coast Waterfowl yeah. Mafia, and the, and the people okay. that have that have that have come and gone and been a part of will always be oh, yeah. part mm-hmm. of that as well. Like yeah. you know, so yeah, it's it's a very strong tight-knit group of men where wherever you find yourself in the country or whatever mm-hmm. walk of yeah. life you find yourself in today if you if you haven't been in the blind and in, in in years even if you've ever been around or been a part of that and and been with us you're there yeah you know yeah you know yeah there's there. and there's just not a lot of friendships out there like this no i not not like this field field hudnell said it in a in an article years ago they used to do they used to do this uh thing called what's in your blind bag and i think that it was do you remember that i don't know what magazine that was in anyway he wrote in there he said uh my girlfriend told me once that i i couldn't be friends with some somebody that didn't hunt and he's like i thought that was kind of foolish at the time but he's like now that i look at it my very best friends are people that waterfowl hunt not just mm-hmm. hunt yeah waterfowl hunt yeah. you know that's yeah. a real thing yeah. you know yeah. it's, well, it's a tight knit because i mean it is and i mean to to do it the way we're doing it i mean there's a level of craziness there that you won't find in deer hunters and shit no. like that right no i mean well, maybe, maybe something the mountain guys hunting goats and shit like that up in the mountains might be less i think crazy. the uh you know, like, I agree with you. Like, my the people that I talk to daily. Uh, now I talk to I talk to some some other people daily too. But for the most part, um, the people I talk to daily are are the fellows that I hunt with, or yeah. you know, I have hunted hunted with. Yeah. And and I agree with your point when you say you know there, there's there's a brotherhood like it, but yet on the other on the other hand. I've never seen a group of people try to friggin' beat one another down like we do. Oh like, yeah, it, buddy, it is it is insane what what lengths people will go to 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 try to discredit you or or even if you're just you know put up a, a simple post on social media yeah. and and people are like just zooming in on your picture and trying to find something to complain about. 
Fuck you know yeah. what I mean? Man, change your name to Mafia something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about getting shit on. Yeah. yeah. No, but you're 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 absolutely it's right true, that though. way. Like Waterfowl Hunt, I know that Sean Stahl was on a podcast one time and I never got to finish it, but yeah. I, I know that he was talking about that and then he came right yeah. out and said Waterfowl Hunters are jerks. Yeah. But but we're the we're sometimes that way because it's competitive. Mm. And and if it was if it was all on a level playing field, and it was like which really it is, mm-hmm. if you're willing to put the work in, and you're always the guy that's there first and underneath of where the birds want to be, yeah, and you're doing that consistently, that pisses people. Oh off. yeah, I mean locally, there's oh, no question. There's, there's no question locally. It's a lot. Of, there's a lot of jealousy and shit. But I mean. I know what you mean, but, though, too, just on the forums and on Facebook groups. It's insane. Like, no but, one can friggin' post anything without getting shit on. Yeah, def- look at, definitely. Look at the Canadian hunting dogs. I mean, since I revamped that, I mean, yeah. you made that post with your dog. It mm-hmm. Dropped a bird once or something like that, and Buddy's like, oh, that dog's got to go to the gym. Yeah. I was like, what? What do you mean? Oh, yeah. well, it shouldn't be. It's like, fuck you. You're gone. <laughs> yeah. Really? I, yeah, never saw, I, I never saw that, I guess. I yeah, told, oh, yeah. It was, he, a bit, it was a video I put off of my dog, and uh, and I've always been worried that in a field hunt that she wouldn't be able to do it because she's a small lab, right? Yeah. But anyways, she, fuck, she did it, but she's picking up these geese, and on the way back, she dropped it a couple times. Yeah. But she still brought it back to me, right? Fair anyways, enough. I just put the pull, I put the video on, on Wes's, on that group that he started, and this guy... This guy said, looks like she needs to go to the gym. And I thought he was just joking at mm. first. And I was like, what she lacks in size, she makes up in... in uh, oh, she's in determ- a desire, in, determination. In, Fire in de- determination, he was like, yeah, okay, whatever. And I was like, well, you haven't got to be a fucking asshole about it. Right. And then Wes is, and then Wes is like, he gone. Yeah, he I gone. was like, man, I said, there's no room <laughs> for that shit in here. I said, yeah. I said, take that somewhere else. And then, he's, and then he replied, oh, okay, Karen. <laughs> So I just banned oh, him. Oh, maybe I did. Maybe, I deleted him maybe and I, him. Maybe, maybe I did see that. Yeah. 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 And then I think this is And then is I messaged the, Damien, and that's how this whole podcast started. That's, <laughs> yeah. That, that's probably a guy that, uh, no offense to the people that have doodles, but probably owns some sort of golden doodle mm-hmm. or something that's not trained mm-hmm. for hunting yeah. that wants to right. take it out and fucking, mm-hmm. you know. But it is true, though. Like, I'm a member on Facebook, a whole whack of different groups. And you can't yep. post shit on there without getting shit on. No, I, and, I mean, for no. us, we're thick-skinned. We don't give a flying frig what anyone yep. else says or thinks. I could care less. It's humorous. But it definitely makes a lot of people who are not like us timid to post. Scared scared to post something oh, yeah. that's, not, that's not perfect. And, uh, d- you know, when we talk about dogs, which we always do, on this podcast because mm-hmm. uh, it's huge for us when we talk about dogs i mean the culture of hunting dogs nowadays is like they're at a time when they should be more trained than they've ever been mm-hmm. like steadiness has seemed to have gone out the window and i know that people oh, yeah. people comment on that a fair amount and that, and to me that's that's warranted because it's a safety thing mm-hmm. uh, uh and an obedience thing, and you want your dog to mark birds. But anyway, when you, when it's your dog coming back, you sent the dog out, and the dog goes and gets a bird, 
and it drops it and it, it rearranges it and picks it up and brings it back. Like mm-hmm. that's, that, that's not a thing of the dog trying to give you the finger. No. Like mm-hmm. that's a dog out actively trying to do its job. And I mean, yeah. your dog is no slouch. Like yeah. that dog comes from good bloodlines. Yeah. It know it knows it's she knows her job, but yeah. she's not huge either. And I mean yeah. for most dogs picking up a can well, of the Well, my last dog, Jace, I mean, he had a mouth like a hippopotamus and he still dropped birds. It just Oh yeah. <laughs> it's di- it's you it's know? different if they're dropping them to put their foot on them and rip yeah. their guts out. I yeah. mean it just yeah, you know, picking at them. I yeah. don't even know what he's thinking. Like, what's that guy do? Light it light his dog up every time it drops a goose or makes a mistake? Holy yeah. shit. Some well, people some people I think just want to be if he even hunts yeah probably not. yeah and i and then there's some people that just want to be they just want to be hard to get along with it's in their nature right yeah. they're so, just dickheads yep 100%. yeah percent um but now like and and maddie you would see this and and you know uh this show gets edited so if this needs to come edit the show uh feel free to do it but does it not seem like there's so i know here in ontario maybe not down in new brunswick but here in Ontario, man, it seems like dog trainers are coming out of the woodwork all of a sudden. Yeah, right. I'm a dog trainer. I'm a dog trainer. Um, okay, um, show me. Like, I, I want to see, see your credentials. Some, <laughs> yeah, I want to see some wins. Right? It could yeah. be it could be hunt test wins. It could be uh, field trial wins. But there has to be wins. There has to be something tangible that you can hang your hat on that you're an actual dog trainer. And and to me, I mean, I I've only ever had like two people ask me for like some sort of certification and I'm like mm-hmm. I I don't have any formal school training. No. All my training has been on the job, but I've got lots <laughs> of pictures of yeah. dogs that have successfully titled in Absolutely. in hunt tests. Absolutely. And, and, Here's and, a six foot Rubbermaid container of uh, titles for my the uh, dogs. Uh, I've yeah. Here's a wall full of <laughs> Here's ribbons. Here's an entire wall of ribbons. Absolutely. And, and and to me, to me, uh, because of the way that things are nowadays, you're talking like how all these people can be dog trainers. You can literally go online, check a mm-hmm. bunch of boxes, hmm. and you can get a certificate that, that says yep. I'm a Print dog trainer. Yep. And and if and if that's if that's happening there um it doesn't surprise me it's it's not happening here that i've um, seen you don't see necessarily professional trainers but a lot of the one thing i've wondered is a lot of the pet stores here are putting on uh, like obedience yeah. classes and yeah. training and i yeah, wonder puppy classes and like stuff. who are these people that are putting these on i wonder are they actually do they know their shit or yeah. it'd be interesting to go to one just to see if well they're i can tell you enough. i went I went to one when we first got our girl, uh, got our dog. Um, my wife was like, let's go to puppy classes. And I was like, sure, whatever. You signed up on me getting a dog. If you want to go to the puppy class, yeah, we'll go. Um, and I, and not that I was a totally inexperienced dog owner. We've owned dogs before, just not a, a dog that was going to get groomed for hunting. Right. But um, we went to this thing. And buddy, the amount of people that's handing over cash oh, to, to this person, and all that person was doing was uh, ultimately just take a little, buy yourself one of these little sacks and put some some kibble in it, and just 
have them follow you around and and if they do what you want to do give them a piece of kibble yeah. was was pretty much the gist of it right there was nothing and again they're puppies right so like what are you going to train a puppy to do well like, mm. and that that's that's the thing i mean with i had somebody call me the other day and she's like i'm sure you get asked this once in a while but she's like i'm really i'm interested in having my dog trained but i need to know about your methods and I'm like, okay, yeah. no problem. That's a good yeah. thing to ask, really. Yeah, that's a good, that that's a awesome question to mm. ask. Yep, I said, I said, great. I don't mind you asking that at all. I said, I'm I'm completely open and honest about my methods. Um, and I said, uh, I'd be what they would call a balance trainer, and by by they, I mean anybody in the the pet industry. Mm. Uh, mm -hmm. I said, my program is not purely positive. I said, we are going to use leashes that constrict around the dog's neck, like slip leads yep. or chain collars or prong collars. I said, yep. we're not going to use things like halties or harnesses or things like that. I'm like, right. we are going to use positive reinforcement through physical touch and 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 uh, I guess you could say words of affirmation. Mm, <laughs> everybody, every, everybody, everybody. I'll pay double for words like that. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> Speak sweetly that into is the microphone. Beautiful verbiage. A a Good Englishes. Yeah, well, you have to be diplomatic nowadays, right? You have to be careful what you say. And uh, and we do, and I do use uh, treats for positive reinforcement as well. Yeah. But but they're definitely not a crutch, and and uh, mm. you know we don't we don't treat for everything. We don't mark every behavior with a treat. Um, I I most a lot of times we don't even use them. It's completely up to the the handler. Like mm -hmm. I don't I don't mind using them, but it, it's uh, kind of delayed gratification. The dog needs to understand mm -hmm. that they're not going to get one every time, and uh, people, I think the reason why I have so much business with dogs that are troubled um, is because, and this is a trend that I've started to notice, and, and you know, I might get some kickback from this, but what the fuck ever, right? I mm. mean, that, yeah. th this yeah. needs to be said. Um, your dogs need to at least, regardless of what you teach them, what method you use, if it's purely positive, they still need to learn about pressure from the leash because ultimately the dog is going to pull on a leash mm. if you put it on mm -hmm. them. And if there's yep. no correction for that, yep. it's not good. Because mm -hmm. the only person that's paying for that is you. So first of all, you put the leash on the dog. The dog pulls on the leash. It might gag a little mm -hmm. bit or whatever because you've got yep. it on the flat collar. Then people go and they get a harness, which was originally built for what? Work. Pulling sleds. Yep. Pulling sleds. Yep. And yep. All, you know, now all of a sudden, you're the sled. Um. Yeah. And, yeah. 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 And, and we're doing we're we're doing our dog a disservice by not oh, yeah, not not teaching them that when the leash tightens up, that's not a good thing. I should back the dog should think when the leash tightens up, I should back off from that. And these, I got a question for you, Maddie. Sure. Uh, no, sorry, buddy. Finish nope, what so, you were going to say. I was I was just gonna. That's pretty much where I was gonna end. Is is just that your program can't if it's gonna be purely positive you should at least show the dog that when the leash tightens up that it needs to back off from that there has to be pressure involved you know yeah. uh, life life isn't isn't that way it's not all sunshine and, and rainbows you know you, you, there yeah. there there has to be correction from the leash it has to be done properly in a way that the dog understands and then you know i've trained i trained hundreds of dogs man you know 
yeah. pro- probably 150 a year. And, uh, you know, dogs are on a spectrum. They all learn different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one. Hazelnut? Yeah. Okay. Hazelnut. Just asking Matt what he wants in his coffee. <laughs> yeah. So that one. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. one. <laughs> so so uh, really you're doing a do- your dog a disservice. And the reason I say that is because I get a lot of dogs that come from these programs and they're like, I'm having a really hard time with this dog. Mm-hmm. He, he pulls mm-hmm. me down the road. He's kind of out of control behavior wise. And I'm like, that's because he's yeah. never really been taught to behave mm. or that there's any yeah. sort of uh correction or reinforcement or well yeah. and uh, collar pressure on and leash pressures it's a good safety feature because i mean i've had every dog i've owned run into a snare yeah and as soon as they feel that tighten around their neck they oh, just shit. they just stop and sit down yeah like you if you got a dog that's good. That's you a good got a dog point. that's yanking on a leash and used to doing that it's yeah. going to feel pressure of a snare and it's just going to keep yanking yeah Next thing you know, your dog's gonna choke out and die. So yeah, and and the other the other thing that I really push on people too um, is e collar conditioning, and whether they're gonna whether they're gonna do Mm. it or not, because I mean I've collar conditioned way more pet dogs than I have hunting dogs. I want everybody to hear about it and be educated. This is what it is. This is this is how you can have your dog off leash and them not yep. be out of control. It's they, pretty much like a guarantee safety feature too. It, it is because shit goes sideways. Be, because uh, if your dog, I, I, I'll tell you right now, if your dog is off leash and it's not collar conditioned and you have zero mode of reinforcement on that dog, you don't have a, a check cord, like a long leash on it. You don't have an e-collar. The dog is just free to go and run wherever it wants to go. It's it's out of control. Yeah, it is because yeah. how how can you re, if that dog sees if that dog sees a porcupine or a skunk squirrel or another across, a, across a, a the road, squirrel across the road or another dog or just decides to be a dog and not listen to you that day. Mm-hmm. Listen, my dogs are master hunters and grandmaster hunters. At the end of the day, they're still dogs. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? They're still yeah. there's there's still dogs that have prey drive and and if your only mode of reinforcement is your voice and your in your trust and your relationship with your dog, I'm right yeah. here to tell you today mm-hmm. that's not going to be enough at some point. It's not at if some something's yeah. going to happen, it's when. Yeah. 100%. That's all and that's 100%. A, and that's all I got to say about that. Yeah, it's true. Well, uh, I'd no, like it, to know how is. some oh, go ahead. No, no, go for it, buddy. I was just going to say, like, some of these people, I've seen, even seen hunters saying that they're training their dogs with just positive reinforcement. Like, mm-hmm. I wonder how they make out long term. Well, like, man, I mean, I, I, I mean, look, I trained Otter without a collar. Yeah, and, but Otter is a different dog. <laughs> and and uh, it was not it was not easy. The, the, the Evan Graham had a really good post. And if you follow Evan Graham, you know, Evan Graham from uh, SmartWorks. Uh, SmartWorks. Thank you, Wes. Evan's a great guy. Mm. Um, he had a really solid post the other day on e-collar conditioning. It was so good, man. Like you could print it off and put it on the wall. It was it was super yeah. good. Just just talking about this whole thing. So if you get a chance, dig that up and read it. Mm. I just don't know how these people make out long term. I mean, Otter was she was a special dog. I mean, that dog just man. 
she listened flat out. But but there was mm. definitely times where the 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 whole point of it is 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 we've come so far with that and to be able to use that as a tool for timely corrections mm. and, mm-hmm. and, the, and i think that the title of that post was uh tennis shoe training or something like that and the reason that they called it that was because you had to if your dog did something wrong you had to run out there and physically make a correction like yeah get, get in the dog's face or, or whatever you would do and and that's not a timely correction especially if your dog is like over 100 meters that's away. the thing by the time mm-hmm. you get there to correct it the dog's forgotten what the hell it's even done right yeah. and yeah. and when when we talk about uh quickly i don't want to get down the rabbit hole but but that's well, what we do here, Matt. That's I guess that's what we do when we talk. When we, should, we, we should get beagles because we go down several rabbit holes. Yeah. Well, the the thing about it is, is when we talk about indirect pressure, which mm. is something that we teach in the yard to our dog, that if I give you a right over, and you go back, I'm going to stop you. Yep. I'm going to bring you back to the pitcher's mound. Yeah. I'm going to recast you right over again if you take the wrong if you if you take the same cast that you did and you go back instead of going over then i'm going to stop you i'm going to reel you in give you a light correction on your way in Mm -hmm. and then sit you down again and that's indirectly correcting you for taking the wrong direction Okay. Yeah. And that's how intelligent these dogs are that they can figure that out. Thank you very it much. It is. Lori. Uh, oh yeah. In, so, the, in the fact that they can understand, we teach them that in the yard, mm-hmm. and then we use that in the field when they're literally hundreds of yards away. That's a timely correction. That is like, oh, I really want to drive back here, but he's yeah. telling me, hey man. Do not go back any farther. You're going to get in the water. You're going to go behind that bush and be out of sight. you got to go over. The bird's mm-hmm. over there. Mm-hmm. I know you want to drive back. But if your dog is out there 200 yards and you got to run all the way out there, you're, you're less than... But that's mu- the thing. People just don't. Yeah, your lesson is spoiled, I, I guess. like you'll, you'll, I don't know if you would get to that point or not, but the, the fact is that, that callers haven't really... They haven't made training easier. They've made it more. They've made it more efficient, mm-hmm. and it's it's yeah. more it's it's fair for the dog. Like you teach them that yeah. stuff in the yard, and I mean, mm-hmm. when you explain that to somebody, then you run a setup with the dog and you use that type of training, and they're like, "Wow, that's really something." Like the dog yeah. never vocalized or anything like that. It's and like it saves a, you so much headache. It's a tug on the leash. It's it's a it's, well, you're replacing the tug on the leash. Go ahead, Damien. So like if you think so talking about what you're just saying, right? Like if you and this is what was was said to me first when I got my dog is try to think like the dog a little bit. Not like not like some hippie bullshit where you become the dog, but like you try to That's me. That's that's what I tell people. <laughs> that's my program obviously with the no. hair and everything. <laughs> no, but it, so so my dog is is really really like her entire existence in life is is retrieving definitely that's what she that's what she wants to do so the problem i was having with her was she was getting very very vocal on the line when i was going um to uh 
to tests and field trials and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And and as I'm lining, like I'm trying to line her up, and you you know that like, and I'm a I'm new to that world, so it, sometimes it takes me a little longer to get her to line up in the direction that I'd want her to go, right? Yeah. And she would be she'd be barking at me as if to say, "Hurry up and send me! I want to go." And she she's yep. getting she's getting amped up, right? Anxious. So, yeah. Impatient. So what we done is when in in our training, um, as soon as she made a, a yelp, I just stopped. Like she didn't even get. All right, turn around, right back to the holding blind. Yeah. Sit there mm. for thirty minutes. You ready? Okay. And we'd walk out, and I'd start lining her up. She barked again or made a sound. Okay, right back to the holding blind again. And and it made a huge. So if you're <laughs> to touch on your point there, when you say that's how intelligent those dogs are, yeah. that's how intelligent they are yeah. because she all she wanted to do was just go pick up that bumper. That was it. She's she just wants to go. And if it means, okay, I got to shut my mouth. Okay. he really means shut my mouth. So, um, and she picked it up and she was, and she was great after now. Um, the thing I, one of the biggest things I learned with dog training and, and I really came true this year is that, uh, if you think when you've mastered something, if you think that you could, uh, leave that and you never got to come back to touch it again, you're wrong. Because oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's basic obedience. Well, that was what, because like, so on, on her angle backs and her overs and, and stuff like that, I was like, yeah, yeah, she's a rock star. She's got that. Buddy, you know, if she's not practicing that often, then it's gone. Yeah. And, and you know what I mean? So I, they're brilliant. They're smart. They're driven. But again, they're still they're still a dog, right? So yeah. um, you got to keep on them. It's and like any athlete, any athlete or yeah. anything. If you don't do it regularly, you'll you'll get rusty. Well, yeah. that's my you'll example. You'll never go back to eight to square one, but you'll definitely get a little rusty. My example mm-hmm. that I use with people is obedience in itself, and this is with every skill you teach your dog, um, and you revisit these things and strengthen these skills through drill work. But obedience has to be a way of life. Like mm. to, to, to always take ownership as a handler, like because we constantly have to be a student of this game and be a better and want to be a better handler for our dogs. Mm-hmm. But but to be a better handler is to always hold yourself accountable, in my opinion. And part oh, yeah. of and part of doing that is making sure that you're constantly keeping a good balance in training. And and part of that is is definitely making sure that even just the most basic obedience is done three days a week formally. Even if your dog doesn't matter if your dog's a field trial champion, a master hunter or a puppy, Mm -hmm. they need this study. Cause I use the example all the time. I'm like, should I know grade five math? Probably, but I haven't done it in a day or two. (laughs) Do you know five grade math? (laughs) No. Yeah. Yeah. But I haven't done it in a day or two. You know, I'd probably be pretty humbled to sit down and try to do it. I got to take off my socks and pull up my dink to count 21. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) It's bad. God love you. But I mean, that's, that's, that's key. 20 and a half, maybe. Like if my dog, if my dog isn't with me when they're six inches away from me, how are they going to be when they're 60 feet or 200 meters or whatever? So like, and can I, and can I hold them to a higher standard? or to as high of a standard if I haven't conditioned or practiced those simple skills like healing, 
walking new mm-hmm. yeah. walking new a holding blind like setting two or two or three holding blinds out in a row and walking in one coming out of that the proper way going into the next one you know like all those skills are all super important and if you don't have them solid consistently then you know your your program is kind of on the rocks and, mm. and the only person yeah. to blame is you as a handler because you don't want to practice that shit right that's right i find that yeah at- go <laughs> you go ahead this time <laughs> nobody i was just i was just agreeing yeah uh i find one thing for me personally that's important and keeping the dog always in check every day right even like if you don't have time to go and actually do a training session it's just simple shit like making the sit down putting their food down and not eat until you say their name open up the front door and they don't go out until you call their name just simple shit like that right yeah i find things like that are really key with keeping a dog in check and always knowing their position and where they stand in the pack the, the other thing I wanted to reel back on and, and touch on since we were on the topic, because this is a, actually a, a pretty hot topic nowadays. You take a dog. W- what's your dog's name again, Damien? Mm. Lander. 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 Okay. Yeah. You take a dog like Lander. That, that's, that's a high-powered machine. There's a lot yep. of horsepower there. There's no we, – we're not breeding uh, – on, on the field side of things, we're not breeding dogs now that, that have a questionable – uh, want to do the job like That's it's right. it there's no question that that they want yep. to do the job the problem isn't when you step out of the holding blind and i'll just use that as an analogy like the problem isn't yep. when you get to the line or when you get to the hunt the problem the problem isn't the work it's everything that comes before that from the truck to the holding mm-hmm. blind or from the truck to the blind yeah that's the tough part nowadays and then when you get on the line, a lot of dogs now are vocal. This mm-hmm. isn't just, you are not, when you were talking there, I didn't want to interrupt you, but you are definitely not alone. That is a big, mm. big deal now. And and they're starting to notice that with dogs younger and younger because they're just so wound, you know what I mean, yeah. to do the job. And you have to be really careful with that. But, but even on a... Uh, like a pet dog level people come to me and they're like oh my dog barks constantly okay well there's definitely a few things you can do there but to make corrections on things when you really don't know when it's going to happen yeah remotely especially if you're in the other room and your dog's in a different room barking or when you're headed to the line like you know that that's a kind of an attrition hands-off method that you're using mm-hmm. and i'm a real big fan of attrition right like i mean you know yeah um it's like Robert said the other day, and, and we would have picked up on this, but he's like, those higher field t- trial dogs can take training. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. They can take training. Okay. Yeah. But and, and the other thing too is, is, and, and I know like a, a person like you, Maddie, like you, you've got your program that you follow, right? But, um, but what people, I think some people, don't realize is that even for someone like you like you deviate from your program depending on on the dog right because not not every it's not going to work the exact same for everyone right yeah no Um, dogs are definitely on a spectrum that way yeah so so this so um with mine not only was she being vocal but just to go on what you said just then like they were just really really amped up so i'm going to 
uh, a hunt test or a field trial, whatever it is I'm doing, and she's sitting in her holding block, uh, in her in her hole in the truck, and all she's she just smells and hearing gunshots yeah. and and dogs and everything, and she's like she's in her like friggin vibrating she right? knows where she knows where she is she She's knows trial. what's up so, she is trial so wise, then yeah. bring her to the bring her to the line she you know she doesn't want really want to listen because she she's like i know what i'm supposed to do we've done this a million times i'm just going to do what we've done the last time you know what i mean like she's yep. sort of kind of fucking but i tell you this is what we've done this year is we staked her out so instead of having her in the hole Yep. I, I had her out with me the whole day. She was just on a on a lead, staked out, but she could see everything. Right. Mm. And what a friggin' difference it made. Yeah. yeah. What a huge difference it made. So she's not in her hole. She can all she could do in the hole was hear and smell. She couldn't see nothing. Yeah. But then when I staked her out, now she can see. Right. Oh, buddy, what a, a, a huge difference. A huge and and this is something that it was an old timer that said, why don't you just stake her out and have her when you're sitting in your lawn chair waiting for your turn, at least she's there in the shade with you. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I never thought about that. And he was like, the, the dog wants to be with you, and she knows all this stuff is going on, so why won't, Why are you taking her away from you? And I was like, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, tri- trials are, def- are, are definitely tough. I mean, because when they roll in there, mm-hmm. they know where they they know where they are and what's going on eh? and and for clubs like the pei retriever club has a really solid active club there's a lot of guys that had 10 year old dogs that have either you know unfortunately passed on or or they've retired them and they've gotten new puppies that have all got back into it and they're really active so when you show up to one of their training days like which happens quite a few times a week there's a lot of dogs there mm. and it's like a hunt mm-hmm. test. So you oh, get, yeah. you, you get that environment with those dogs. But for me, I have to work hard to get, you know, like I have one day a to week. Duplicate where, that, yeah. Where you can duplicate that. Right. right Cause yeah. most times I train alone and I have, I have mm-hmm. once a week, I have people that come up and train with me, which is great. Um, but, but it's hard to duplicate, man. It's just like, it's hard to duplicate an actual hunt for these dogs but they're but they're they're high and they're fiery and i mean that 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 vocalization is is not easy and that's in a lot of dogs now a lot Mm. of them Hmm. yeah that's something that i want upland hunting (laughs) we're always talking over each other (laughs) i know but um that's something even for us going upland hunting we'll have a couple truckloads of dogs and i mean it's same thing you pull into a spot you're gonna go hunt and man if we don't let those dogs out to blow some steam off and then put the other dogs back in and just run the one though if you just leave them in the truck they lose their mind yeah and you can oh, hear them barking and screaming until you're out of earshot basically and but just letting them out and letting them run around for 10 minutes before you take one dog hunting it makes yeah. all the difference in the world and for me like i don't i don't like anybody on my truck being loud i mm. do use bark collars um and for the simple fact that if I didn't, I've definitely had dogs over the years um, throughout the summer that would just be non-stop mm-hmm. barking or whining. And I think to myself, all you got to do is stick your head on that truck and listen to that for about 30 mm-hmm. seconds. And I think to myself, 
how can I expect any of those other dogs to get off the truck and be focused on their job? Yeah. I can't. Yeah. And there's no, and, and there's absolutely no, no need of that. Like you can be, you can, you can be excited all you want, but yeah. at the end of the day, that's more than excitement. You, you understand that you're not supposed to be vocal, right? Remember Mitchell's old dog, Sadie? Yep. She'd drive him friggin' nuts in the cab of the truck going yeah. hunting in the morning. Whining. Whine nonstop. <laughs> like, couldn't, he but never thing, did get that out of her. Yeah, no. But like, the thing is, too, like, like if you, so you, Matt, you, Wes, me, like if we're buying a dog, so, you know, God forbid, at some time down the road, we're going to have to buy another dog, right? Yep. And, mm. and, and when you're doing your research, like you want a fire breathing dragon as your dog. If you want mm. a dog that's going to put up with the bullshit that you're going to ask it to do to sit in that blind and then yep. the slop snow and everything, like you need. So when you're getting a thoroughbred and you're paying the money that you're paying to get this dog, the last thing you want to do is take away its drive. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Right. Exactly. So you, you've got to listen this is what you want it so yep. it's it's up to you to 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 manage it so uh, so this is the thing with with e-collars like i use an e-collar now luckily it goes on her and all i've ever got to do is just do that little uh warning little beep and and it brings her right back on but like i see guys like if that if they didn't have a uh, an e collar, they can't they can't control their dogs. Yeah, yeah. no, it sh it shouldn't. And and we you know it, you, there definitely needs to be a balance there. Like guys still need to have their dogs uh, respect a leash and and not use yeah. that as a crutch. Like that's definitely it's not something that you do halfway. That's for sure. The, mm -hmm. Your leash work is is the cake, and your and your e collars is, is definitely the frosting, but. But again, I mean, we're breeding dogs. We're breeding dogs now that are super high. I mean, the, yeah. and the reason we're doing that is, is I mean, watch things like the Super Retriever series. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, look, and, and this is not a bad thing. I'm don't don't nobody get me wrong here. This is not a bad thing. The reason we're breeding dogs like we are now is because number one, in field trials, the marks are only getting longer. Mm -hmm. I don't know how the dogs even see them, at times. Um, but they do because because they're consistently doing the work. Not all of them, but yeah. definitely some yeah. of them. The, comp yeah. the the level of competition has gotten so out of control that way. Like they're so good now. You watch that Super Retriever series, and it's like, yeah, my God, how can you shoot like five birds, and the dog remember them all? They're just yeah. counting yeah. them. One, two, three. Okay, behind that rock, but just to the right of that tree, four, and then oh, there's a wiper bird, five. Yeah. And then they just, yep, yeah, they just go out there and, yeah. and pick them up, and they're like, all in the breeding, yeah, and they're like, what yeah. do we, what, what exactly should we throw at these dogs that they can't pick up? Yeah, yeah. but that's uh, see, that's the benefit of testing, though, right? Like, yeah, owning for me, I own a a drat hire, and I mean, yeah. for them to be bred, they have to go through a whole series of tests that they have to pass in order just to breed. Yeah, and I mean, same with retrievers. I mean, it's not mandatory, but. They pass. Yep. They got to be master hunters now, or the people. That's mm -hmm. what people want. Yeah. And I mean, job. when yeah. you keep breeding master hunters and master hunters, and this one won this and that, like you're gonna just get a higher grade of dog. 
yeah through the through the program yeah it, it what it, what it turns into too is i mean i had this conversation tonight because tank and i had some pictures done that are going to be deadly um but uh what we get into tonight i after that was over we we got talking about the dogs and i said you know otter don't get me wrong you know thank thank god for her mm. um but when i had her i always thought to myself man I'd like to have a dog that had a little more horsepower. Like it was very seldom that Otter would jump in the water. She'd normally wade herself, yeah. in, but she would pick up all the right. birds. She'd man. retrieve all day, all just, day long. Yeah. Yep, she just she, yeah. just at her own pace. Yep, and she wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. and, and honest to God, she'd boat out there and, and get them all. But whatever. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, man, I'd go to hunt tests and field trials, <laughs> and I'd be like, man, I'd love to have a high-powered dog why the hell did you ever get it (laughs) and then along came tank and then along came tank and i was like fucking barely hanging on the whole first year oh man that guy's like a that dog that dog cracks me up man and and i i I love hearing stories about him so fucking walter takes him this is yep. the first year. This is my part of the. <laughs> this is my part of our love child. So he's together. down in Texas. He's down in Texas now, is he? He's down in Texas now. He doesn't have yeah. tank. Tank is still here, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, but anyways, uh, that first winter he went down. He took tank with him, and after the first week, he calls me and he's. I'm like, how are you making out? Oh, good. Had a good week and everything. And he had like, uh, I think he had six dogs with him, and he goes, Matt, I'll tell you right now. He said. Of all six of these dogs, he said, Tank is as much work as the other five put together. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's, a, he's a young man's dog. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I don't know what would become of him if you didn't own him. Oh, he'd be in a shelter. And you hadn't done yeah. his basics work. He's like, he, I, I'm like, oh, man, I was fucking barely hanging on. I'm like, when you took him, I thought to myself, mother of God, like, I hope he's not going to call me and be like, hmm. you fucking train this dog or what? He's like, he's he's like, he's in a great spot, but I'll tell you right now, he's like, you cannot be on cruise control. He's like, you got to be no. on your toes all the time. He's zero yeah. to 100 like that and, and he is I, he is our our trial career has been so up and down and it's not for lack of talent because there's oodles yeah you know yeah. it's it's manners at the end of the mm. day it's it's all the well, things we've and, talked about and you talked about it there a little while ago too when you were saying like they're still dogs and and one thing some uh one of the old uh testers had said to me is like listen if you think they're not going to humble you oh yeah they'll humble <laughs> they'll right. humble you yeah train you a little could, longer you, you could train and train and train and that dog could be unbelievable but you get to the test day yeah. and it's like they just had a big old crack pipe out and, yeah. and it's yeah. just right out and and you're left here wondering you know what did you do but it's a dog and there's it's some just like humans have bad days they're gonna have a bad mm. day too they're gonna humble you oh but so, and, and more training required i mean i mean yeah i'll be the first one to tell you that i used to get uh super frustrated at times and embarrassed and stuff and then i'm like you know what like it's not for lack of putting the work in we had a bad yeah. day i know what i need to do you know yeah. i most of my problems have come from training alone like needing to train right. more yeah. so this year I made sure that I had a, a group at least at least once a week and that that definitely that definitely helped but you know having yeah. a group around That helps. dog there would benefit from a 10k run 
before every training session or hunt <laughs> test. Yeah. Just to take the edge off. I don't I don't know if you could do I I'll fucking tell you. I said to Ashley tonight, I said he'll die from his heart exploding. Or yeah. or or Probably. picking up I've got more videos and I you know, I'll have <laughs> him tomahawking in the field. Of him freaking <laughs> running and I'm just like, uh, I just want to you know close what? my eyes. That's a great idea right there. We need to start a Tomahawk Tuesday with Tank. Yeah. Just all the clips of him hitting a goose head first and then literally cartwheeling <laughs> asshole to nose past the goose. Have you seen him do that, Damien? Yeah. He, he's, yeah, I've I'm seen like, videos of that was it last year? No, sorry. So we're in 23. 21, the first weekend of the season, I had those guys from St. Anthony, Newfoundland come every yeah. year. The yeah. One of the first flocks that came in, they sailed one out far. Yeah. And uh, I sent him for it, and it had kind of gone over a hill and then ran to the right. And he actually picked up on the, the scent of the bird, and I was I just let him roll because I said, oh, this yeah. might be neat. He might He might track that bird rather than interfering which yep. i normally would do anyway i let him do his track there a bit and then it flapped its wings or something and picked it and started to run and it was like 80 yards away and he took off and he was like yep. a fucking drag car going across that <laughs> field and i was like mother <laughs> of god i'm like you might as well watch, boys, because this is probably going to yeah. be it. He's probably going to kill himself right here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he hit that bird, and I know that he went 15 feet cartwheeling. <laughs> like, and why? And and why wouldn't you slow down? Wasn't it him once yeah. that went off the edge of, end of a terrace? Like, he hit a terrace once and just poof, launched, oh, chasing a goose or something like that. No, a sailor goose. No, I don't think it was him. Remember, we had a dog one hunt do that. It hit a terrace and just friggin' cartwheeled. Also, it just, it goes to, just goes to show, like, the amount of drive that's in him, right? Oh, like, it's crazy. It's, like, that's all he cares about. Oh, yeah. All the... he cares about is is getting that friggin' bird and bringing it back to you. Yeah. And, and, and if you think that that positive, what do you call it, positive affirmation, like that's what he wants, right? Mm. He wants you to tell him that he's doing good. Yeah, he um, wants he wants to know that he's that he's doing the job, and he doesn't do that stuff because I force him in any way, yeah. shape, or form. Like, mm -hmm. like also in twenty one when he was on a running a big blind for me, and we were on an island and hunting a cornfield, and he was like 350 meters away and it was a really good blind set up for him end yeah. of the year had been running all year it was perfect and i thought the bird was dead because it crashed hard and the last 60 yards or so of his run it picked up and flew and went down over the bank which was like 30 feet down on an angle not straight down and then into the yeah. saint john river and he Took right off after it. And by the time I got over there, he was damn near out of sight <laughs> down the river chasing this bird. Like, hold my beer. I'm going to pick me pick me up in the city. One... <laughs> You're going to go pick him up at the Mad Quack Dam. Oh, fucking yeah. guy. But anyway, but they, they definitely have it, a lot man. of drive. Like, they do. They got a lot of drive. And, and you know, if they didn't, uh, if they didn't have that drive, and that desire to please, well, mm. then you'd be saying, well, you know what, this the dog is good, but it's 
it's not because you know you, you said it yourself at these these trials like i had I don't spend a lot of time watching the Super Series, but like I watched, I watched the Nationals. Yeah, uh, that's last enough. Year. Yeah, yeah. And if the difference between the number one dog and the number ten dog, there's not a lot of difference. No, and yeah. it's and and it's usually not the dog's fault; it's the handler's fault. Mm. The um, the National Field Trial Championship you watched? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, because yeah. it yeah that's uh, Tank's mother was a finalist in that, eh? Yeah. So, you know, like these guys, like they are, they're so good and, and there's so much, I, I don't, I don't know if the dog experiences pressure, but like, there's so much going on there for the dog. And like, if you, if you're not used to seeing these and I'm a newbie to it, so I don't have a ton of experience, but like I've asked fellas and I'm like, so why did you guys groan there? Uh, when he, when he, like he's, sort of kind of went that way well he should have went like an arrow straight and he sort of like dog legged he avoided that like, bush he avoided mm. that bush and i was like but he still got the bird yeah but the dog before him went right straight through the bush yeah. didn't care did a nice and did I'm a like, nicer job did a nicer job and i'm like i guess so eh? and they were like that's the that's that's what's going to separate the winner from number five yeah we're splitting we're splitting hairs at that at that level yeah. and and not only not only is it a huge deal for those dogs to be able to last and stay focused for 10 yeah. series over a week. Yeah. Yeah. The handlers there too are also very yeah. hyper-focused mm. because it's so like, you can't, you can't make a mistake. Really? You don't nope. have much nope. wiggle room there to make a mistake. You can't be banking on mm. anybody else making any mistakes. Nope. Not at that no, level. Not, no, not at that level. You're, you're a hundred percent right. And, and I tell you, I, I was the type of pe person that was like, well, the dog, I, I was, I had it in my head that the dog did all the work. Right. And obviously that that's not the case because no. if, if, if the handler and the dog aren't, uh, I don't know, like connected, yeah. then, then it's just not going to work. Right. Yeah, because what you together. And, and so I had seen, and this is something, and, and maybe, um, and I'd like to pick your brain on it, Matty, because I'd like to know what you say to people um, when they drop them off to you uh, to train. So let, let's say, um, let's say somebody drops off a dog and, and they're looking at putting them in hunt tests, right? Yeah. Which is, the hunt tests are challenging, but they're not like field trials. Right. Um but they're still challenging and, and you still got to, to know what you're at. So I, I watched it one time where a fella, um, he had given his dog to, to a trainer, a really good trainer, uh, for like the summer. Yeah. And, and this trainer brought the dog up. And I mean, like this dog was a friggin' rock star. And it was the day before that the owner picked it up from the trainer and then tried to run a, uh, a senior hunter with it okay and the dog just and the dog just just didn't just didn't do it and and i was like man this dog was supposed to be a rock star and and fellas said the the owner the, the owner hasn't got a relationship with the dog the dog has been with the trainer for the last three months mm. and and the guy takes it 24 hours before and now wants it to do uh you know a, a 200 yard Right. retrieve and and on a double and and pass by and all this shit right yeah and i was like 
Okay. So, so like when you're, when you're doing it and, and somebody says to you, listen, I want my dog, uh, I want to put him in for a junior hunter. Like, do you say to him, well, listen, this is, yeah, I can, I can get him up there, but don't take them straight from me and put them into a competition the next day. Like, yeah. Is that, that's definitely, that's generally how I don't, I, I've only ever had like one owner that wanted to run their own dog. Hmm. And, okay. and most of the time he, he wouldn't do that anyway. He's pretty, he's yeah. pretty sensible about what he does with his dogs. Yeah. He's, he's, he's becoming a, a better handler all the time. And, yeah. uh, so he wouldn't just come and get them and, and do that. And, and he would work with me some as well, but anybody else pretty much let me run them. Yeah. Um, okay. And, but, but the other thing is too, is pe people need to, people need to understand that when they send a dog, um, you, you, you train in a completely controlled environment yep. space. Yeah. Yep. And when you take that dog, from the trainer and you, and you come and you spend a, a few days training, like you have to understand that when you take that dog hunting, especially if it's its first year, that it's going to be mind blown. And as much as you commit to paying for the training, you have to commit mm -hmm. to sitting there without a gun and training the dog to actually hunt, mm. like be on a hunt. Um, and, and as you know, it's just as much as, we're talking about going to, to hunt tests or things like that. You do have to build that relationship with your, with your dog. There's a definite bond. Yeah. Because, because the tool is there. I mean, I'm, I'm calling your dog a tool, but, the, but, but yeah. the, 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 the tool, the tool is there really to, to use that analogy, yeah. I guess. Like if you've got a tool that you don't know how to run. So like, say I give you a guitar, you don't know how to play guitar, yep. but maybe I've played guitar my whole life. Like it's not going to, you're not going to be able to make it do shit. Right. No. But if mm -hmm. you practice that guitar every yep. day, you know, or, yep. or, you know, even five days a week or a few days a week, something. Yeah. Something. I, yeah. I, if, as long as you're consistent with what you do, you're going to become a better handler. You're going to get better yep. at using that tool. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yep. But one hundred percent. But if you're not a dog handler, you know, your dogs, you know, you you you've got a high powered tool there that you're not going to be able to help succeed at all if you're not willing to put mm -hmm. the time well, in. As a I handler. tell, I tell fellas that come out with me all the time uh, and they hunt and and Lander's done like she's done some pretty remarkable things that have even like. Um, impress me sometimes and fellas will be like man that's impressive and you know that they, they talk about her I'm like yeah you you need to understand that I'm I'm the limiting factor to her to her being better yeah. and they're like well what do you mean I'm like well I said because I hang out with my buddy Bill Kennedy who's a dog trainer right he's trained a pile of dogs over the years Bill Kennedy spends more time training me than he do my dog mm -hmm. yeah Bill's Bill's a great trainer yeah right and yeah. he spends way more time with telling me how what i'm supposed to do or what i'm doing wrong yeah. than he ever do with with lander yeah and to get and, to your and, point with what you said though about like somebody that just had their dog at the trainer for three months and then yeah. the the owner or whatever wants to try to run it in, mm -hmm. a, in a hunt test the next day think about yeah. your buddy's dogs that you see all the time 
Yeah. And then, like, say Matt's dogs. I mean, I see his dogs all the time. They're obviously well-trained, but not a damn yep. one of them will listen to me. Yep. Why Why is that? It's because they're bonded to Matt, right? Yeah. That's so great. if that dog's That's been great. at the trainer for three months, I mean, mm-hmm. they don't know they're going back, and it's, okay, well, this is my guy, and he's who I listen yeah. to. And, I mean, the owner comes back in and was to try to run a hunt test the next day. I, I think the dog would be question and its loyalty at that point right i mean it would take a little bit of time for them to get back in with the owner and rebond right so i think you're right there that there is a definitely a factor to that yeah right you're feeding the dog you're you're taking care of it you're you're playing with the dog you're feeding it you're giving it love and affection that dog is you're the most important thing in the world to that dog yeah you're its master right yeah. Like I yeah. said, you can't teach the dog that it's going back in three months, right? It doesn't know. It's like, okay, yeah. and, and this and is my new life. Even as a, like, you know, people people would say to me, like, I would have obedience clients come still coming for lessons, and, and they know I have the dogs, and a lot of times they'd be on the truck and stuff because I'd just get done training in the morning and then start lessons, and people would be like, geez, like, don't you miss them? Or, like, when they go or... You know, do they do they remember their owners, or mm-hmm. you must miss them? And and at first, I was like, well, they're not my dog, you know, like they're other people's yeah. dogs. Like I have my own dogs, but man, I'll tell you, like when you have a dog back, like year after year, you definitely and, like and, dogs, and and, and you yeah. and you and you put them through their paces. Like some of these dogs, like. I've watched them grow up. Yeah, because you you do talk about some of your dogs. Yeah, and you're like, oh, you, you know, you miss them. You can oh, tell. I definitely do, man. Yeah. I'll tell you the past. Yeah, yeah, don't take it. Don't take away from the fact that the dog is making a bond with you, but you're making mm-hmm. a bond with the dog, especially when when you when the dog does something. When you're like, let's see how this goes. I'm mm-hmm. gonna try this. Yeah, and just see how the dog does, and then the dog knocks it out of the park. Yeah, like, buddy. Yeah, and you're proud of it. Oh, man. Like, once you start running hunt tests and stuff and you start putting some titles on some of these dogs, and and especially some of the ones you remember the most are are dogs that that came in and were like the underdog, you know? Yeah. Like the one that that struggled all year. Who doesn't love the underdog? (laughs) And you take them to a hunt test and it's like, man, when I got this dog, he wouldn't even get in the water. Mm-hmm let yep. alone swim out there and pick up a bird and now look at him go he's got his junior hunter you know what i mean yeah and absolutely. his own and his owners and then you go past that and you start into senior and you get some of these dogs their senior hunter title and i'm like man you know like you you do build a bond and you yeah. work like i put so much time and effort into these dogs like way well, more we, way more than what i get paid for i'll, I'll be honest and tell you that right now and uh, so Bill Kennedy and I bought, uh, we got a dog from, uh, it was, it was, I forget the name of the guy, but he was in PEI. It was Walt, so it was Trooper. So, yeah, Walt Vesey. Trooper was, yeah, it was his, his dog was the sire to the, to the female in, in PEI. I forget oh, the Dave, name of that. Dave Butler? Yeah, Dave Butler. Butsy, so we yeah. bought a, we bought, yeah, we bought a pup from, from him, right? Oh, I um, bet they're dynamite. I trained one of those. Buddy, so that dog, and I'm telling you, that dog was awesome. So here's here's the bond. So Bill and I shared her. Bill to have her for a month or two, and then I would take her, and then she was just back and forth, but she was awesome, and we'd train and stuff. So she's both of her interior cruciated ligaments. Both of them were 
toast. No way. So, hmm. Yeah, yeah. So both of them were toast. We, uh, Bill started noticing her. She was sitting wonky, right? And at first he just thought, uh, she's a goofy dog, right? So maybe she's just a goofy dog. And she's just sitting a little bit different. But oh. then she just started. So anyways, we took her to the vet and, and checked it all out. And, and both of them needed to be repaired, right? Um, And at, uh, I think it was $8,000 a, a leg. Oh, yes, uh, sir. Wow. So, so we were like, listen, um, what do we do? Like, do we invest the money? We don't know if, you know, that we do the surgery. Is it going to be, she, she turns once and then she tears it again. And yep. then, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, so we found, uh, he's an old dog trainer. He's, he's up in age now, him and his wife, and they just want, they just want a good dog. Yep. Uh, to hang out at the house with and, and do a little bit of playing here and there but just nothing, play stir, yeah. No, yeah nothing strenuous on the dog so so we said yeah so we gave the dog uh we gave the dog to him right yeah fair enough but i'm gonna tell you buddy i was upset yeah when when bill come when bill come and got her because she was at my house yeah um when bill come and got her he was going to deliver her to that guy like i'm gonna tell you i was upset mm, because i and I loved that. Like I had a lot of that dog was funny. She was a goofy dog, and and it was a funny dog, and but smart, driven, swift. I've never seen a lab swim like this one. Mm. Like it was almost like she made a wake when, yeah. when she like she was just just money in the water. Um, but uh, you know, she just she had two two bad legs, and instead of putting her through the surgery and yeah, probably hurting her even more. Um, by pushing the training onto her, we just said, you know what, we'll we'll give her to someone that's gonna, you yeah. know, give her a comfort. Because all she, her entire, all she wanted to do was just be laid down by your side and you you petting her, right? So, mm. um, so that's what we done. And I'm gonna tell you, I was upset. Uh, well, and I'm it's, not, and it's I'm not too ashamed to say it. It's it's it, the last couple of years, like like I say, and and this is definitely like that. My comment about I do way more work for them than what i'm paid for it's not that my clients yeah. don't pay me because they definitely yeah. do and and yeah. uh, that that's 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 me going above and beyond just because mm -hmm. i've because i've got goals for these dogs and and i've got great clients like most of them will say like we're here in the middle of the scale for what we expect out of our dog you know yeah. like we're here but you're way up here yeah. <laughs> yeah you know and, and the, definitely the past couple of years like when i walk in the kennel and they're all gone and my daily routine is just completely stopped i'm yeah. like huh this is <laughs> fucking <Yeah>. weird like <laughs> you miss them man you you do you well, just yeah, miss it cause, cause, because we're buddies right like hey we you yeah. know i have a lot of male dogs like we're all out there mm -hmm. ramming around several times a day like we're you know, we're on the truck and we're spending all day together and mm -hmm. we're, we're basically hunting in the summertime kind of thing. Like we, yeah. we have a great time and then, man, it, it like is, take, uh, it's a strong, strong right. bond. Yeah, like, definitely. And I mean, like I said, losing Jace there, not quite a year ago. Like, yeah. I mean, I've lost some people in my life and, <laughs> and, and it's like going back to what you like, I almost felt ashamed at how, bad i felt when he died like yeah. i was mm -hmm. like it's the greatest damn loss of my life it's yeah. crazy to think that yeah. but yeah definitely. i mean but, that dog but is your true. entire life like yep. everything we do Lori and i my wife both 
I mean, every single thing we do or did, I mean, it revolved around him. Like yeah. our hobbies, mm-hmm. our trips, everything. Yeah. And man, yeah. I'll tell you, like to lose him that suddenly and like it was just absolutely devastating. Yeah. Yeah, they get it. Absolutely, it is. But it speaks to the bond that you have with them, right? And I mean, and I mean, don't don't get me wrong. Like everybody that has a dog that they have that whether it's a pet or a hunting dog, whatever they have, they have a relationship with it and stuff. Mm. Yep. Yeah. And and more so now. But man, I'll tell you, when you hunt with your dog and you actively train that dog, Mm. like you've got so many good memories and i mean again don't get me wrong like if you're somebody that has a pet at home i'm not trying to say that you you don't love it and you wouldn't be upset when they when mm-hmm. they pass but man when you when you have a dog that you train actively throughout the summer to hunt and the fall and that dog is with you all the time like you've got so many stories about retrieves that they did or mm. in your case birds birds oh, i mean it could be retrieves but birds Everything. that they pointed yep. or you know what i mean yep. like just so and your buddies can talk about tell you stories that you wouldn't even remember and i'm like so because because you do was, more you you have more memories so yeah that's what i was just going to say so you guys think about it so this is my favorite thing and and because Lander is my first hunting dog, right? Yeah. And I've, I've hung out with dudes with hunting dogs uh, a long time and stuff. But I'm going to tell you that there's a little extra spring in my step when we go to a hunt and one of my buddies looks at me and go, man, that retrieve that she done was insane. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, buddy, <laughs> I'm walking back to my truck and she's walking by my side. And the amount of, I'm like, Pride. Oh yeah, you're a good girl. Mm. Oh yeah, you did it today. You worked hard today, and yeah. you know what I mean. Like yeah. that to me. Like when somebody says that to me about yeah. like how my dog worked and it impressed them. Yeah, buddy, I'm I'm almost clicking my heels as I'm going to the truck at the end of the hunt. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like us. We've been putting videos on YouTube for what twelve years? Two thousand eleven. Two thousand eleven. Yeah. And. Uh, the number one most commented thing, like hands down, not even close, is the dogs. Hundred percent. Yeah. Oh like yeah. Of course. None. Great dog work. Love yep. the yeah. dogs. Oh, yeah. Always. Yep. Every video. Yep. Or they'll speak of a retrieve that it did, or a handle, or something. It's always the dogs. Hundred yep. percent. Like yep. people love that. Well, and yeah. well, and most of those fellas understand too, right? So yeah. most of those fellas that are watching those videos, they've hunted over bad dogs. And they've hunt and they've hunted over no, or, and they've never had a dog to hunt over. So when they see the dog doing, like being steady, um, doing what it's supposed to do, and and looking like it's enjoying itself, mm. then 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 they're going to be impressed because you can tell if a dog is having fun. Oh hell yeah! And it's and the bond too between the handler and the dog, like not even yeah. just when you get the, it's it takes it takes a little time, but it's when. You and the dog, when you're you're both finished, you 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 know what I mean. Like he he knows yeah. what the deal is, you know what the deal is, and when mm-hmm. you send that dog, and he doesn't hesitate because he knows, like okay, I know there's something out there. Like you've got the bond, you know. I, I, well, I can't explain it. It's yeah. just you got that bond. It's just you're a team and. Yeah. Like you, man, you don't get that out of a house pet. I don't give a shit. Who you, are. you don't, yeah. and, that, and that's good. That I was beating around the bush there, but you punched it right in the mouth, so that's good. Uh, but, I'm good at punching things in the mouth, and that could be that could be because I, yeah. But you're you're absolutely right when when you say that, and I mean, mm. 
these dogs. It, it's it's their life. But I find that the culture with dogs now is ev not every video. I shouldn't. That's a big word. But a lot of videos. It's like, man, as soon as a guy calls a shot, the dog's out in the decoys. Mm. And I'm like, yeah. What's the point of having the dog there? Like, yeah. it, it, mm. like if you're going to allow them to be out there with all that shooting, like the point yeah. of the dog, the point of the dog is to have them pick up all the birds. And I'm like, it would be so simple to tie, if it's not steady, to just tie it up. Yeah. Mm. Over time, just by default, the dog is going to learn how to count. Yeah. It is. If you yeah. just that's, tie it. That's just, what I had to do with mine. Just tie it up. I had to up. do it with mine at the end of the season this year. I tie, like she was breaking on me. I tie mine up. Yeah. Yeah. I and, had and, to I'll, and, I'll, and I'll tell you why. Uh, I never had to worry about that with with Otter or Riley. Like they were yeah. overly steady. But now yeah. that I have a high powered dog, I'm like, yeah. he's never broke on me in the field. Mm -hmm. Have you? Do you remember any of that tank? Did, yeah. Did no. you? Have you ever seen? Okay. Nope. I don't want to be lying. I don't know here. if I've ever seen him not staked out. Yeah, I don't. No, he was. He some days. Some days he okay. is. Yeah. Some days I run him without it. No, so no, I've never seen him break. I run it. I if yeah. I'm gonna run him without a stake, which I don't mind doing at all. Yeah. But but part of the reason why I do that is because from October first until the first week of November, mm. I'm guiding. Yeah. And right. It's always the time that you least expect it. It's not the first flock of birds. It's the fifth yeah. one. Well, look at the trouble I went through with Jace. Yeah. It was just random. It's a simple, it's, it's a simple piece of equipment. And if your dog, mm -hmm. if you're not going to teach your dog to be steady, or if your dog's steadiness is questionable, mm. or if you've got a fire breather that yeah. you think may go, and especially yeah. if you've got a big group of guys, or if you normally hunt with two people and you're going with 10, it's a simple piece of equipment. Yeah to take Absolutely. with you and it's peace of mind that your dog is not going to be able to and if it does try to go it gets a correction mm -hmm. yeah. fetches up but yeah. but now you see like so many dogs running into the decoys oh, yeah. and i'm like shooting yeah. right over their freaking heads right over oh, yeah. their heads Jeez. and i'm like man how many of these dogs like if you x-rayed them would, would, pellets would, in their would back. have pellets in their ass <laughs> yeah. like so yeah. many of them i think and i'm yeah. like we done uh we done a big goose on um probably around the middle of the season and uh she was just she was amped up like there was a lot of birds and fellows were dropping a lot of birds um so she was busy and it just seemed like it was just ramping her up ramping her up even more and she and she broke on me and i was like well i, I like i can't do that because and for no other reason i don't want my dog to get shot right right yeah and so so i always carried a leash with me yeah um so the leash is in my bag so i put that on her so i put my gun away because i i can't hold on to her i didn't have anything to stake her out i'm sitting and standing corn so i've got to hold on to her uh while the boys shoot but luckily enough i it was one of my buddies so this guy trevor davidson he was sitting next to me and he was like, okay, so give her to me now. I'll hold on to her so you can shoot on the next volley of birds that comes in. But I had to because she she wasn't even waiting for the birds to, to land. Right. Like, she, she was, was she like, was auto. She was yeah, really making yeah, the decision then. Yeah. yeah. yeah she was going. As um, soon as she heard take them, like she was gone. You know what I mean? Like she didn't yeah. even wait for the shot. 
So it was a safety thing. And, and, you know, I was like, man, like it was really pisses me off that I got that because she was steady. Right. And then, yeah, she just got, I went through that and she was too. Yeah. Bad. It was so weird. Like with my last dog, he was younger, but I mean, he was full bore steady. Like he never broke ever. And then I don't know if one hunting season for whatever, he, he might go three hunts and like 50 friggin' volleys of birds and never break once. And then just randomly the net, that hunt, like the third flock, he would break for no reason. Really? Eh? Just, yeah. and it lasted about three weeks or so. And I'm telling sure you, that. that was the worst. And, and man, that dog could take heat. Oh yeah. He, could <laughs> he take would two. run out, he <laughs> would break. And I, I, I put my gun in the case. I sit, yeah. I'd sit out the whole hunt just to watch him because I didn't have a stake out, just stupid, yeah. didn't know. And I would sit yeah. there with my friggin' finger on the button watching my dog. Yeah. And, man, he would break. <laughs> and he, you can watch him in some of our old videos. And he would be running still, screaming yeah. at the top of his lungs, <laughs> taking full collar. <laughs> so, so, like, just so screaming. So I that with... Uh... I done that with Lander this year. I put the the e collar, so I switched it from like nicking her yeah. to just on on the on the bark. So when she'd bark, she'd get a, a little thing. Yeah. And fuck, like that's what she'd be doing. She'd bark and a fucking shocker, and she'd howl, and then she'd bark again. Yeah. I'm like, you're you're like you're creating your own fucking misery here. Yeah. Stop barking. Yeah. Um, well, I learned my lesson, so I I've got a stakeout now for Boog. <laughs> It's, oh, yeah. it's such a, it's, it's such a good tool. And, and when I see that stuff, I'm like, man, honest to God, like your dog, think about it. Your dog, if it was made to stay there and knew that it couldn't get out and, and had enough chain that if it took off, like it, fetch up it, it would nice. fetch up nice and, and realized over f- uh, the course of a season that it couldn't get away and then decided that, Hey, I can't. I'm not going to be able to get out there. I I can't even move from this blind because he's watching me. Apparently, he wants me to lay here and just be steady. Mm. <laughs> and you didn't even let. Maybe maybe you you know you let the dog go on two flocks, uh, you know, every hunt or three flocks or whatever, every other flock or whatever, just just to make sure that the dog knew, hey, I'm not going to mm. be able to even pick up every one of these birds because that's another thing we do. Everything we throw and everything we fall, we think that we teach the dog that that's yours and you get to pick that yeah. up, right? Mm-hmm. When we shouldn't do that, we should we should show them that hey, not every one of these is yours and you don't get to pick them all up. Yeah, um, but that's but, gonna but, be one of my first things with him. Will be I'm well, not even gonna bring a gun. I'll have him staked out in the blind, and yeah. he's just gonna watch. Yeah, and I mean just by default, honestly, over time your dog would become a better marker. They'd become more steady. They, yep. they, in becoming a better marker, they would learn how to count. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And, and your whole experience would be better and the dog would be smarter. Absolutely. They would be more, they'd be happier. I mean, it's such a simple, Sean Stahl put a post on about it yep. a couple yep. of years ago. Something, and I can't remember what it was, but, but the specifically what it said, but, uh, it's, it was something like your dog should never break or never be mm. able to break. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Per, tell me I'm wrong. Yeah. And it was a huge yeah. thread, huge thread. Yeah. And yeah. it was really good. And he's not wrong at all. You no, know, not at all. They, 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 they shouldn't, I mean, it happens. Don't get me wrong. You're mm. definitely, you're definitely mm-hmm. not alone. We've all had dogs mm. break. I'm, hey, I'm, listen, I'd be the, 
I'd be the first person, like I'd be, you could call me a liar if I said um, I didn't wish Lander stayed by my side perfect like a fucking statue yeah mm. uh, until i told her i'd love for her to be like that yeah um because that's in a perfect world that's that's what you want your dog to do right yeah yep. um but that's not the case like that's not what's going to happen to her so the next best thing i can do is is what you said maddie and and same with you Wes, is i gotta i gotta just stake her out just yep. to make sure because it's it's a safety. It's there's well, no, there's no peace of mind, thing. right? Yep. There's no, there's no, yeah. there's no shame in it by no. by any means. No. It's it's making sure, like, if you're not going to be sitting there, actually actively watching your dog yeah. and ready to make a correction. By yeah. the time you're done shooting and you realize your dog's broken, well, you put yeah. your gun down, you reach for your collar, and and a dog like Lander is already on the yeah. bird. Mm. And then what do you do? Oh yeah, nothing. Yeah. You put your collar what? back down in the in the pouch and and you say good girl bring yeah. it bring it back mm -hmm. here. I mean she, or, yeah. or or you might not say good girl, but I mean at that point she's already got yeah. the bird right. Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. you know I mean it's just it's just one of those things that that definitely, I mean they don't do it because they want to be a dickhead. They do it because they mm -hmm. want to get the bird. It's They're dri just it's, crazy it's, driven. It's, it's drive and desire yeah. to get out there and get that bird. Fair enough. Yeah. And, here's and, here's and here's what you need to wait for right mm -hmm. i mean it's a yeah. little investment for a lot of peace of mind oh really. man like, i'll tell you for me for me guiding like i've i've definitely seen clients that brought dogs in the fall not oh, not here but when, but when i was out yeah. west uh yeah i bet the client dogs that was a, that was a, that was a good, good push. Good push. That just kind of fell out of there. You got to fire it out the back, not the front. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the dogs that the dogs that come here in the fall like are all client dogs, like clients that have been had dogs here in the summertime. So I right. know those dogs, right? But some yep. of them that that I when I guided other places, man, I definitely. A uh, couple times, once for sure, was completely surprised that a dog never got shot. It mm. was the closest I ever saw a dog come to getting shot. Like it was, again, well, I don't know how. So, I think if you x-rayed it, it probably had pellets in it. It, it just the guy so didn't now, want to so tie you, it. You think about that now. So like I, so I'm not a guide, and and I'd be a horrible fucking guide even if I tried it. But like we'll we'll host a couple camps throughout the years throughout the fall and people will come and, and come and they pay like they pay good money to come and hang out with us and come hunt with us yeah. and there's a and in the past there's been fellas well can i bring my dog yeah absolutely bring your dog um is is your dog good oh yeah she's awesome right and then people would bring their dog their dog is not awesome no um doesn't listen uh breaks it's a safety issue and so here's here's where my thinking is you're ruining the hunt for the other six guys yeah. that paid money. Yeah. Mm. Um, I, so listen, I know you love your dog and you think your dog is awesome and, and that's great. And I don't want to, I don't want to sound like an asshole and say, don't bring it. But now I tell people, I'm like, if I haven't hunted with your dog, yeah, don't or bring unless it. you can show me, or unless you can show me video of the dog being awesome mm. then i say don't bring it yeah that's it's, it's just that simple man it's it's like no nope, yeah. 
don't sorry don't 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 bring your yeah. dog like i i because it's not just you it's not just you that's hunting there's other people hmm. that have spent money yeah and the last like can you fucking imagine like seriously now try and get your head wrapped around this if you were out hunting and you shot somebody's dog <laughs> Jeez. I the the group that I was with that day it was a split group. It was a it was a yeah. big corporate group of guys that had come, and and this guy that had brought his dog was like a friend of one of these guys in this yeah. corporate group, and he had brought him along. So none of the guys that were in the blind except for one knew this guy, yeah. and mm -hmm. when we I lost it. <laughs> Remember the day that we almost got shot there oh, on yeah. the youth hunt? That yeah. boat like that. Won't forget that. No, and Buddy went back to the truck with his dog like I flew off the handle hmm. and went yeah. out and got the dog and took his leash. And I, I, I thought, sure, I was going home. Figured yeah. I'd be on a plane yeah. that day, which would have been fine because, I mean, you, just, yeah. you certainly don't want that on your rap sheet as an outfitter either. Mm. But, you know, anyway. Nope. and I and But those guys were like when we get back to the lodge we're going in there and we're going to tell them exactly what happened here one guy was just shaking he's like i don't know how i never shot that dog mm. you know yeah you know it was pre-dawn about 10 Crazy. minutes after shooting light the dog was at the bottom of the mojo stake which was like four feet off the ground and they were shooting at birds that were just over top of the mojo so Jesus. you know it was right there they couldn't even they couldn't see it because of how they had you know when you have your gun shoulder yeah. and your your hands yeah. out on your yeah, forestock your, yeah, your, your left hand if you're a right-handed shooter shooting horizontally it's was blocking, blocking was blocking yeah. where the dog was it mm. was that close yeah. anyway that's scary but, like, that's, but that's something awful they had to live with you know because oh. you nobody is purposely trying to, to shoot it and then so you brought a liability yep. to the field and now somebody's got to live the rest of their life thinking that fuck i shot i shot a dude's dog <laughs> and, yeah. and like that's horrible and really yeah. the thing about it is is like some some guys you're absolutely right they 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 bring them because they 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 think they need to but they know yeah. that the dog isn't trained right and yeah. it's not an addition to the hunt. Like when I see one, one of the things that I see sometimes where you can almost spot them without knowing them is, is when it's like 30 degrees early in the season mm. and you're hunting a grass field and your dog has a five millimeter thick neoprene vest on. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> yeah. what's the point? Yeah. What, what, what do we, yeah. what's the what point? What do you got going yeah. on there? What do you got going on there? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. What what's the best doing? What are right we doing now? with the What are we doing with the vest yeah. on the dog? You know, he looks I mean? hardcore. Yeah. He looks hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I I say this. I know I've said this on this podcast before, but in Robert Milner's book, he says a a dog that that picks up no ducks, but sits in the blind quietly, mm. calmly with the handler and and just observes the hunt is a better dog than the dog that picks up all the ducks but is disobedient and has a handler that's constantly yelling and chasing mm. after it all day long yeah that's a popular 100%. quote i've heard that a lot yeah you, you, but it's 100 true yeah, yeah. You, you don't need you you don't need need that dog 
That's yeah. not the dog you need. No. Your dog is historically supposed to be there to help you, you know, to be quiet, calm, yeah. you know, cool and cl and somewhat collected enough mm -hmm. to, you know, do its job when the time comes, not to be a hindrance to the hunt, yeah. you know. Like I could Here, care less what an anyone else's dog does on their hunt, but yeah. not on my hunt. <laughs> no, that's right. Yeah. Uh, here's one for you that, that I've, I've had this discussion, um, haven't had it too often recently, but, but here a few months ago I did. Um, so the price of dogs. So, uh, at, so the common term I hear around here, uh, COVID's over. So stop with the COVID prices right. on dogs. And, and I'm like, hold on now. So who, who are you buying your dog from? Cause if you're buying it from Jimmy Bob, that that's got, the Heinz 57 dog knocking up mm. his lab yeah. um, and charging $2,000. Well, yeah, you, you're right. But if you're buying from a breeder, like, yeah. and, and I only just recently started to learn all this stuff, but the, the friggin' x-rays and mm -hmm. all of the shit that you got to do, uh, the, you know, the, the medications, all and stuff. this stuff. Yeah. Like if you think that these breeders, like the breeders are making money. Yes. Because it'd be a stupid business that they weren't making money. Well, yeah, exactly. Who's going to go through that work and money if you're not yeah. making money, right? But then, like, but the amount of work that a litter of puppies is, yeah. it's insane, buddy. I did it yeah. with just one puppy. And I, there was mornings I was like, man, can you just sleep for fuck's sake? Like mm -hmm. a baby wasn't as hard as what a puppy was. Yeah. yeah. And, and then times and, that by eight, 10, 12. Eight. It's but crazy. Then, but, but then my 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 thing that I said I said you just you go out and spend twenty five hundred dollars on a gun, mm -hmm. yeah. I'm like, but the dog does all your work for you. Yeah. Like all you're doing with the twenty five hundred dollar gun, you're pointing it, you're killing it. But the dog is what's going out and and running around. If you're a good shot and you got birds, like the dog is doing all the work. You're just sitting on your ass the whole time. And but yet, if it if it's like I would say. Uh, and I haven't looked at the prices recently, but I would say you're not getting a, a quality dog under two thousand dollars now. No, no. I mean, I mean, and and I'll, I'll what be is the first it? What is it going right with labs, Matt? I, I don't really know. It's it's up to about two grand now, but uh, yeah, or or like twenty five hundred or yeah. three grand. It I just would depends. Think 25. It just yeah. depends, and and definitely uh, in the in the hunting dog world like that or the field trial dog world where they're so highly decorated you would yep. think they would be worth a lot more and they mm. should be but i'm telling you do being involved in the pet world as i am i definitely see a lot of dogs that is one breed of dog mixed yep. with another breed of dog that's yeah hypoallergenic and whatever yeah. breed that and it's up. a purebred whatever what, what, whatever <laughs> yeah. na whatever name they give that at the end of the day mm -hmm. and yeah. uh those dogs are worth they're uh, maybe fetching not big may, money. They're, they're fetching huge money five mm -hmm. six yeah. grand yeah. i'm like yeah. my dog has a <laughs> national field trial champion for a father and probably will have yeah. had the high his mother's a high point yeah. dog in canada last year like yeah and he was twenty five hundred bucks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's a bargain. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, when you think of it, and you think about the work that goes into that, I know into that. It, it's yeah, it's crazy because I agree with you. Like I've got friends that have bought like, you know, whatever those little those little tiny like 
dogs you can put in your friggin' purse and stuff like that. Yep. Like they're, no, paying they're paying $2,000 for one of them, and all that does is eat and shit. Like, yep. it does nothing else. Well, eating shit on I mean, a piss pad in the house. Yeah, and, and I mean, you're talking, you're talking about uh, like what breeders have to go through. I mean, to to have dogs certified to breed, like if yeah. you're a good breeder yeah. doing the job. I mean, mm-hmm. I've got like Tank is intact, and yeah. I did. I had his hips tested. I had his mm-hmm. eyes checked, and we did yeah. genetic. We did genetic testing. Uh, okay. for EIC, CNM, yep. uh, yep. there's Make all, sure it's all clear. Yep. yep. And there's all kinds of things there that, that you can, that you can genetic yep. test for when you send those blood swatches mm. in, but that's right there. That's three different vets. Okay. Mm-hmm. When you get their hips tested, they have to be, they mm-hmm. have to be sedated yep. and, and that's x-rays. And then you go to do their eyes and that's, you know, that's a different vet. And then when I did his genetic testings uh blood swatches that was another vet you know like it's it definitely it definitely is to do it properly i mean they they make money but if you if you figured it out per hour like well it's not it's not a get rich plan that's for sure not not if you care i mean the people the people that that are actually making a lot of money off it are the people that puppy mills yeah puppy mills man they just they just put a couple dogs together and wait designer little shit poos and stuff like that yeah because I like I want to breed Lander, right? I want to get a litter out of her. The problem with her is that so she's just so Lander's three years old now. Yeah. Right now she's just hit her second heat cycle. Mm, so right. she 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 hasn't had a regular heat cycle. No. So in plan and planning for this, so um, for me to get her eyes done, I had to drive to Ottawa. That's so I had to do a two and a half hour drive. Yeah. Just to go down to the vet, just for him to, to check her eyes and say that her eyes were good. Yeah. So not only is the vet expensive, but listen, the fuel and, and that that's half a day to go down there and, and do that. Plus the, the vet that I had to do for hips, that was another drive, another hour away from yep. where I live. So yeah, like if you think that these breeders are, are just making hand over fist on money, because what people see is they're like, well, you had eight dogs, eight dogs at, right. at, uh, at two thousand dollars a piece, that's a pretty good, pretty good living right there. Eight yeah. thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, yeah. 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 Well, Besides you, you the fact that all the training yeah. you've put into the dog and and Absolutely, and all man. that stuff is a fucking bargain, really. The and, ones making you know. the money are the ones <laughs> breeding those tiny little dogs. Yeah. That are purebred, oh, yeah. whatever's, and it says yeah. have had all their first shots. Period. Yeah. <laughs> the that's end. It. Nothing yeah. else. God They've had love. their shots. They've got. A litter of twelve, and that's it. No testing, Buddy, no I could, nothing. I could talk about, I could talk about this stuff all day because since, uh, since well, we've I got, got an hour and thirty-seven I... minutes about it so far. So so far, yeah, we've got like <laughs> a page. <laughs> we've got like a page full of questions to yeah. to talk to that we were going to ask you about, and it always we, yeah. we always go down this road yeah. every time. Yeah. But that's good. good. That's because... what we do. Yeah, but that but this is a good topic to go down because it oh, seems forget. like. Um, as much information as there is out there, there's still people that, you know, they still need to hear it because, and yeah. I would have been one of those, I was one of those people that needed to hear it too. I just need, instead of getting it from a faceless person on the mm. internet, yeah. I had to get it from a friend. Yeah. That's when it sunk in, right? It was yeah. when somebody I knew was telling me. And yeah. man, That's I'll tell you something like to have 
to have him close to be able yeah. to train with, yeah. like mm. the average person will say, how many dogs do you think you'd have in your life? Six? Yeah. Six, yeah. Six yeah. or eight. I'm on my depending, third. Depending on if you have yeah. like multiple, multiple dogs. Yeah. We'll, say, we'll yeah. say six or eight. So, so if you're the type of person that gets a dog, trains it, you know, once it's like 10 years old, then you get another one. And, mm-hmm. and then that one, you'll get another one when it's 10 years old kind of thing. Like yeah. every time you do that, it's been 10 years since you trained a puppy. Mm-hmm. And, I'm going through that yeah. now. And, and even myself, like when I'm going to do a certain part of my program, I have the DVDs and I have the manuals and I mm-hmm. always go back through and read them. Yeah. yeah. But like last summer, I put six or six dogs, six dogs through the basics program. And man, like I learned I, every summer I've got one dog that's yeah. like one or two dogs that's going through like the second part of it, like a senior mm. level part or whatever. But last year I had yeah. all those dogs going through at the same time. And man, I learned so much from that. I'm like, most people would never get the opportunity to learn this much mm-hmm. in a fucking lifetime. Yeah. And I'm mm-hmm. like, and I'm like, if, if, if you have somebody close, that's like a pro or somebody that's a successful yeah. handler, like in, in competition or whatever, like yeah, those people, if they're willing to work with you, like, man, yeah. their, their, their knowledge is, is yeah. You know, you can't help but learn things. And it's, there's so many little parts and pieces that you'll get stuck on that, you know, there's, there's no out for in your program or whatever that people like that, that have those opportunities will just be like, oh yeah, just, yeah, you'll run into that. I've seen that before here. Just try this with the dog and give that a week or two of doing that. Mm -hmm. You'll be, you'll be set. That'll straighten them right out. Get you right back on the path again. Yeah. Absolutely, man. I had like, to go back hey, through and review both of my training videos, like Evan's uh, SmartWorks program for retrieving, and then Perfect Start, Perfect Finish for pointing. So, because I mean, I forgot a lot of it. Oh fuck, man! Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Been, it's been nine now, years. Now, buddy. Now, Wes, I'm going to tell you. Um, just in December, I done my first pheasant hunt. Yeah. Uh, with with. Uh, GSP. So one was a Vizla, yep. uh, which was a puppy. Yes, um, so she's she's doing she's doing really well. So she's about a year old. Yep. And then the other two were GSPs or G whatever. GSP, yeah. Yeah, GSP. Um and I'm gonna tell you, buddy, as impressive as what you know a lab is and, and retrieving and that that's pretty goddamn impressive too to watch a dog that that's pointing now the Vizla the Vizla was amazing but mm. she was still she was still only a year old right so yeah. she wasn't she's as just learning what, yeah so she wasn't as as steady as what uh, the owner wanted her to be but she was fucking pointing she was good but those GSPs buddy holy sl- I couldn't get over how how like that's a well trained dog that yeah. that pointing like a well-trained dog to be able to pull that shit yeah so it's a whole different ball game like it's big time it's just fun i really enjoy having a versatile dog like i like to hunt upland a lot in the afternoons after a waterfowl hunt i like to 
hunt ducks and geese and then i also use my dog for blood tracking not in new yep. brunswick <laughs> just kidding they can kiss my ass why is that illegal i don't freaking Where know does it, does it say that in i don't know i don't think it does it, uh, somebody else said that to me the other day or no, i say the other day yeah. oh that's a common theme yeah. here the other day that's in new brunswick. probably six yeah. months ago yeah anyway you yeah. know what i mean but i was like I've never, nobody's ever said to me, or I've never seen It was that. a big threat on Canadian hunting dogs. That woman was trying to make it legal. Remember, it was a huge oh. threat that broke out there, and I'm like, I don't give but a you crap. you can do it in Ontario, I know. Oh, you can do it everywhere. Yeah. But everyone, okay. I don't know if it's actually is illegal here or what the deal is. Yeah. But I mean, okay. I take my dog out on a check cord, and he's trained for blood tracking, and yeah. we blood track. <laughs> yeah, but, I don't, I, yeah. I, that'd be a... That'd be a tough one for them to come after you for, I think. Mm. See what the issue would be. I'm just what out be, for a walk in the woods. Yeah, what would be the problem as yeah. long as your dog's under control? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're not allowed to have a dog at large or something like that. But how are you allowed to bird hunt with a dog? Well, that's, this is it. If your dog's yeah. actively working for you. But, no, it's fun, man. I, I do enjoy. I enjoy hunting over a pointing dog. But it just, just, yeah, it's just, it's a good time. Mm. And, and you're seeing the dog work, do what it loves. Um, I, I don't know. I just, it was the first time I had done a, a pheasant hunt with, with dogs. And, and I just thought it was, I just thought it was the coolest thing in the world to watch them. Just, no, 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 you've gone too far. Now, I don't want you going all the way over there. Or you come back yeah. here. And, you know, just keep keeping the dog sort of, because, you know, Matt, like even in the senior hunter and, and master hunter, like you've got to do some some quartering yep but like really the quartering is not like what a, a fucking hunt uh like a an upland dog would do, no, right? no. So like it's a different land, level land, yeah totally different level so when i'm when i say yeah lander can quarter uh, yeah. yeah okay yeah she can quarter but she's not going like i would have tore my hair out if i would have took her on a pheasant hunt yeah, yeah. Yeah, they. Do you know what I mean? That, it's a totally different thing. De definitely, and that that part, unfortunately, that that part of our hunt test system has kind of, yeah. yeah, it's kind of gone to the wayside because it's not really done right here, no. which is a shame it's, because of kind of our laws with birds and captivity and whatever. But yeah, it, it, part of me, part of me wishes that. I'd like to see it one of two ways. Either we're going to do it right and there's going to be a standard or we're just yeah. not going to do or it at all. It. Yeah. What the fuck's the well, point? I don't know, I don't know why stupid. they even have it anyway. It's fucking stupid. So I mean, I thought, it pisses me I off. Thought I, read, I thought I read or I was told that next year it's going to be gone in hunt tests. I don't know why they keep it, it Probably, It probably will be because I've actually seen dogs yeah. I've actually seen dogs fail tests because of that, because of like a bird yeah a dead bird being thrown out of yeah. a winger mm. right at the dog and it lands on the ground and i'm like oh, yeah. you know yeah like mm -hmm. it's not that that's i don't know anyway it just it's, it, it's not done right it kind of pisses me off a little bit you know but anyway yeah. i just i just wish it would be one or the other here's the standard yeah. this is the way you got to do it and and you, we're either yeah. going to do it this way and we're gonna we're gonna actually score and mark these dogs on quartering and it's gonna be uh uh you know a pro done properly legit legitimate yeah. legitimate quartering yeah. we're gonna we're gonna make sure that we that we have a place to do it and we're gonna do it right and it's not just gonna be a little jerked off part of the test that we have to do because it's in there 
yeah. or we're just not going to do it at all. One mm. of the one of the yeah. two, like no in between. Yeah. Fuck. I agree with you. I yeah. agree with you. I you know. th I think it's going to be gone next year. Seems like I I read that um, yeah. that it's that it's going to mm. be gone next year. So because it is true. I mean, you go watch a versatile like a pointing dog or like a versatile dog that does retrieve and points or even a pointer or whatever setter. I mean, you watch them work a piece of cover for pheasants or partridge or whatever or quail or something like that. I mean, it's yeah. not the same. Like those dogs are, they've learned, <laughs> no, not even, they've learned not how even to hunt close. and work the wind and they know how to work a bird, how much pressure they can put on it. They know how to relocate. Like it's, yeah. there's just yeah. so much to it. Like, I mean, I've hunted, I had a lab and I mean, I hunted a lot of partridge with it. I mean, he, he's a flusher. Like he's in there, he's busting birds and that was his job yeah. and he was good at it, but around here that's hard they make really good they do make really good pheasant dogs though oh i'm sure but yeah it is fun i just i love it i just love hunting with a damn dog i don't care what it is yeah i don't give a shit yeah. it was running beagle running rabbits with beagles or whatever i love it for sure boys oh, that's sure. a that, that's a that's a that's a pretty good run on the dogs <laughs> we should ask them some of these a couple of these questions <laughs> Holy break, break break it up maybe a little bit tell us a little yeah. bit about uh what you got going on with with uh punisher right Just now what do you got going on for 2023 yeah uh so the biggest thing uh, and matt i i told you about it um but uh, so the biggest thing the toronto sportsman show is happening uh the 16th to the 19th of march yeah. so last year last year we attended we set up a little booth and uh, what we noticed was that there was nothing for for waterfowl mm. um, there. So so the only thing that was there, uh, dive bomb had a little uh, booth set up. None of, and I say little, but it was it was a good booth. Like they did it the right way. Um, and then there was a guide there, a, a guide that I had never heard of in Ontario. Hmm. So huh. that was it. That was it. So um, last summer I approached the um the general manager of the toronto sportsman show and i said and i told him i said listen you're, you're missing out on, on a group of hunters so i sold them on this idea of why don't you give me uh some real estate and i will bring in some uh waterfowling businesses and we'll set up an area called the refuge and it will be an area 100 percent dedicated to waterfowl hunters mm. so that is what's occupying pretty much all of my bandwidth right now, except for yeah. the podcast and, and some other little things. So trying to get that ready for merch and, and, and it's, it's good. I, I wish, uh, and as you guys know, like in Canada, like it, it's Canada's is so fucking massive. For we're spread thing. out. Yeah. So, we're so spread out. So like, and I know, like I knew that you guys weren't going to be able to come Matt, but it, it was one of those things where I was like, if I don't ask him yeah. and then he finds out that, that I've done it, well, then he's going to be pissed because I didn't ask him. He's going to get but all emotional about it. He's going to get all emotional about it and, and stuff, right? But, um, and not only are we so spread out and vast, but, like, there's not a lot of true waterfowl um, industry in Canada, right? Everything comes from the States. Very yeah. small, so, very small percentage of the outdoor industry up here, yeah that's right so so now i've got to rely on um american businesses to come across to the border and you know what 
Um, a lot of them would if it wasn't for some of our stupid laws when it comes to when it comes to um, importing things in, crossing the border yeah. with the the dollar. Um, all of that, all that stuff works against us, right? Because a lot of the businesses were like, man, I, I really wish we could because I think it would work. So anyways, um, instead of being a, a complete downer, it, it is going to be a great show. Like um, Real Geese is coming up from Ohio. Um, Delta Waterfowl is going to set up a booth there. Ducks Unlimited is setting up a booth. Good. Stover Canada. Stover Canada is coming in, setting up a booth. We're going to be there. And we've got a couple others that are kicking tires right now, but I really can't say um, just because we don't know for sure if they're going to come uh, 100%. But mm. it's lining up to be a good event. Um, I was, I'm was, i an optimist, right? Like I'm a, a Definitely. glass half full kind yeah. of do you want to? Do you want to kind of? Do you want? Do you want to throw out some specifics on here? Or would you rather not? No, no, absolutely. So, so all it is, one hundred percent. It's an opportunity for the waterfowler in Canada because this is something that I feel, and and I'm sure a lot of other waterfowlers feel in Canada, is that we we're like the the ugly stepchild of the hunting community, right? Yeah. Because Canada is is a is a big game country. Uh, fishing and big game is is what we do in Canada, right? Yeah. Um. So you know, like there's there's more duck stamps sold in in Pennsylvania than there are in all of Canada. Yep. You know what I mean? Oh, so, yeah. so so we're we're small time that way, but um, we still make a pretty big impact in in the economy though too, right? So yeah. I don't want to take. We may be small in size, but we still it's uh, a market generate it well yeah it on is. a world scale we're probably second as far in the hunting industry as far yeah, as like yeah. money spent and size and popularity yeah. I, I mean you don't hear about other countries that are into hunting as much no, as no. we are here absolutely you're right so i th- i think it's going to be a success but it it is um the first year so the toronto sportsman show was was it, it was going downhill um, yeah. last year with, it was purchased by a new company last year. So last year was their first year and it was the first time since coming out of the pandemic. So there was a lot of, you know, a lot of businesses didn't have stock because they were still fighting that, that supply chain yeah. issue from Asia. So there was a lot of vendors that didn't have stock that didn't set up. Um, so this year, um, should be better. Um, and, and it's going to be our first year for the refuge um so hopefully you know we we can build on it but it's going to be a good event um we're going to have some people do do some seminars talk about some gear that's good um that kind of thing yeah and and just try to make it as much educational and as much fun as we can uh one of the one of the dog trial clubs they're going to be there um they're going to do you know do yeah so Mm. And and I guess back in the day that was a really big thing uh, to show. Like Purina Canada used to come and do a big thing and and all of this stuff, right? So it used to be a a really big deal. Then it sort of went. They've all kind of they all kind of got like died. That. It seems like yeah. like boats and four and, and ATVs start yeah. creeping in and and uh, yeah. then you don't see that you you know it just kind of takes away from the show a little bit but, mm. because they. Yeah. The, and you know booth space can be a challenge for you it know can, yeah. some people the cost the cost of those things but i well, mean and that's pe- the thing like 
Toronto is not a cheap show to come to, right? Well, that's so you, that's the thing, it. man. I mean, you got. I mean, we'll take for yeah. the Moncton Sportsman Show. I mean, you yeah. got guys there, boat companies. They're selling million and a half dollar boats. Like they can, like what's a fifteen hundred or two thousand dollar booth to them? It's literally nothing. Whereas right. you take right. a small mom and pop hunting store, like they can't throw down like that for a booth, and it just it faded. Well, it faded out. We can't either. No, like, exactly. Like, right. Last year. Last year we went. Um, we went because a friend of ours, Lori Ann Horse, um, she she was given. Um, she so she had a she had a company that was sponsoring her. They sponsored her a double booth, mm. and she said, "I only need one of. I only need half of it. So do you wanna?" So yeah. she gave one day. She gave it to a to a small uh, small husband and and wife business that make. Uh, fishing tackle so she gave it to them one day and then the next day she gave it to us yeah uh that was the only way that we could have got in there because we just we don't generate money to be able to no to go exactly to, you know staying in toronto and hotels for for four nights and and meals yeah. and all that stuff so right. I, I get it i am i understand um and i understand how challenging it is for businesses yeah. but i also the biggest thing that I'm trying to do is I'm trying to challenge the consumers too, because we've got it. I see it here all the time where you hear fellas, well, the, the show was stupid. There was no vendors there. Um, it sucked. It was this net, mm, right. but yet, uh, but yet um, the $5 cover that you were given a ticket for, you took your ticket, went around, seen everything and walked out and then gave your ticket to your buddy so he could come in. Yeah. Like you wouldn't even spend the $5 for the admission fee. Yeah. Right. So, you know what I mean? So like a lot of it's on the consumer. I, I get it that the, the vendors, but the if, if people are willing to spend the money, the vendors are going to come. Yeah. I miss, I, I miss the sportsman shows. Like, Frig, we used to have a yeah, bunch man. around here. Man, it's a good time to go hang out there on a Saturday there is, or when, a whole weekend. When I lived in... Uh, when I lived in uh, in just outside of Ormonto, there was one that was down um, Rotse, I think, is where mm -hmm. it was, and it was just it was just it was in a hockey rink. And yeah. man, like that I might went have down been there, Sussex. Sussex, oh maybe maybe, yeah. maybe Sussex. And I remember I went down there and bought. This was first when the wind powered mojos come out, mm. and I went down there. there. Was a fella down there and he was selling them. And I remember I drove down and I, I bought one and, and of course I brought my, my kids and wife with me when I got and I was blown away. I was like, Man, this is impressive. Like and it was a yeah. hockey rink and it was full. Yeah. And and these things are, you know, and Amazon and all that stuff is awesome, but it, it's killing somebody. It's killing somebody in it's killing yeah. stores. Cause I mean and we used to go to those shows and they'd always have like They'd have sportsman show deals and stuff, and frig, we go and yeah. spend money and buy stuff. Oh and man, there was always there was, was always a, like so fun call companies, and we'd yeah. always have mm -hmm. calling competitions at every one of yeah. those yeah. shows. We had you know three or four. We had a pretty good circuit around, and uh, yeah. yeah, there always was like show promotions, and and that one specifically, if that's the same one in Sussex, yeah, it was all hunting. Mm. Like yeah. it, it was a it was a good you know yeah show there was a lot of shit there and stuff you could buy and like giveaways going on you know yeah. and they've tried to they they have tried to do that um more but definitely people are just so you know conditioned to buy things online but mm -hmm. you gotta get but yet we all want something to do 
you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so if the opportunity is there to go and see something like that, and there's going to be some shit around, like definitely. Yeah. And and you're right. If you could have got some of those other companies to come up and and do that with you, like that would just add that much more value. You mm. know what I mean? Like I went to shows up there. Used to go to that one in Tweed. Did you ever go there? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And that was another one. That was one that, you know, um, the guy was trying yeah. his damnness to turn that into a success. Yeah. But yet all people done was complain. Well, there's no vendor. Well, then spend some friggin' money. Mm. Yeah. Because I can tell you, the fellow that's running that, when he's going around and asking for vendors, if he says, we brought in $650,000 in two days, mm-hmm. and you say that to a vendor, He's packing his trailer and he's on his way yeah. because if yeah. he knows there's money being spent, he's going to come. Yeah. Well, that, it's like you said, I mean, you get a is. bunch of tire kickers. I mean, no one's going to pack up their entire store and spend an entire day driving it there yeah. to the show, setting up, not yeah. selling anything, pack, taking a whole other day, taking it back to the store and not yeah. like to not sell anything. Like, you know, it just, absolutely. It, you know, it's got to work both ways, right? Mm. Like the vendors, the vendors got to be able to, like you guys said, there's got to be an there's got to be an incentive for the for the customer to come. Yeah. So you you know so it's show prices twenty uh, percent yeah. off everything whatever you know yeah. what I mean. So th- they did their part. They, they're giving you a, a deal. Yeah. Okay. So now you do your part. You come in and, and spend some yeah. money. Because no tax let's, let's sales anything. It, yeah. Like and let's face it. Like you're gonna buy the gear. Mm-hmm. Like you, you know you're gonna get it. Yeah. So why not? Why not? You know, instead of just doing it on on the computer, come out and and help out and and try and promote this thing because I really, I really would like to see a resurgence in this, um, in this world where where people are coming out and these shows are becoming like I don't buy anything unless I've touched it. Yeah, like, exactly. And that's a nice thing about a show: going, looking at it, holding yeah. it in your hand, trying it on, like. Like, I'm going to tell you, I don't blindly buy duck decoys off the internet unless mm. I've hunted over them and I've lifted them and I've, I've hooked them up to Texas rigs and, and thrown them over my back. Like, I don't, I don't care what the brand name is. If I don't touch them, I'm not buying them. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think we, we need some more of that. But anyways, that, that's, that's the show. And, and I'm, a, I'm anticipating it's going to be good. Um, I, I just had this optimist um, attitude. I just assumed that I was going to have everybody was going to be like, yeah, let's do it. Let's come in and let's let's blow this thing out of the water. But I understand some of the reservations mm. of the vendors, right? And and I totally get it. But anyway, so that's what's going on there. The, the podcast is still doing good. good. Um, we're still kicking that. We're still kicking that out every week. Yeah, um, you guys are you do good at that getting it out on a regular basis. Well, that's that's something we struggle well, at. <laughs> yeah, we've been, we've we've kicked this year off good. We've got a yeah. good plan. Last year we didn't get as many out as we wanted to, but we did a well, lot. We did, were, we did a lot of videos too. Yeah, last you year. See, and that's the th- and that's the thing you guys are kicking our ass on is we're not putting out nearly enough content. That even like compared to you guys, we're at a fraction of what you guys are putting out, but like I don't work. I'm, I'm fully retired. Mm. Right. So I, I've got the time to, 
to reach out and get guests and and set up a podcast. Yeah. You guys all work. You guys all have jobs, right? Yeah. So it's e- it's easy for me to to keep pounding them out every week because what else am I going to do really? Right? Well, like this, um, this it is, is your job. That is your job. Yeah, yeah. that's that's yeah. you've made that in your job, which is which is great, man. I mean, that's a that's a hell of a that's a hell of a thing to be doing. Hmm. I mean, you know, so we're trying to do we're the, trying to do the same. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know what? I this is what I, I've had to talk to a few people over the last few months. Right. And and people are like, man, you know, you guys are doing good. And I'm like, yeah, I said, not bad for for a, a brand that's been on the go for seven years. eh? Yeah. And they were like seven years. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you think this all happens overnight? Yeah. And, you, you know, like I, I, I know there's some bad examples out there of, of people that are on TikTok and make one video and goes viral. Or, yeah, yeah, it goes viral and they're making. That's not how it works for everybody else. No, like it, not in this country. Yeah. The other one percent no. grind their asses off for several years. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're every everything. You know, you talked about the industry. Um, yeah, a little bit, and and one of the things we wanted to talk about with you too is is social media and and like the algorithm the censorship stuff. of anything to do yep. with guns and hunting but but you and i want to get into that here in a sec but you talk about the industry and when and when you're like one percent of the scale of the industry like and you're from canada like it's it's yep. it's not easy to bust into that and you know so, and here's so so I don't know if you guys have had experience and, and by no means am I like, I'm not shitting on Canadians because I I'm a very proud Canadian, but this is something that I've noticed. So we've got, we've got our little show. Um, it's nothing uh, extravagant. It's nothing flashy. There's shows that are followed way more than us. And, and those guys are big deals, but um, you know, I can reach out to a Canadian company um, let's say somebody that's in in that's in the outdoor world, the hunting world, whatever. But they're a Canadian-owned, Canadian-operated company. I can reach out to those guys and say, "Hey, listen, this is who I am. Um, we do this show. Um, we'd love to have you come on the show and talk about your thing because we're Canadian. We'd like to promote Canadian. Sure. And you know, we'll get like." I won't even get an answer back from, from those companies Hmm. because, and, and I tell you, this is, this is my theory. um, And anybody can prove me wrong on this. But what I think is that as Canadians, we need to be blessed by the Americans before anybody will take us serious. I can tell you that in a week, my analytics tells me. So every week when we drop a show, 85 to 90 percent of the viewers of our show come from the states yeah yes sir pretty similar yeah yeah and you know you know what i mean and yeah and like those guys are like man i love what you guys are doing um and and i know you guys get the same messages right love what you're doing nice and relaxed Mm. um no no hidden agendas you're just real dudes this is what it sounds like when you're in the blind um just shoot the shit just shooting the shit. I can read like, and and you guys know because you guys know a lot of the same people that I do. But like, I'm still floor. Like, it still blows my mind that Jeff Coates calls me up in the day just to chat. Mm. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He's a solid you know guy. I mean? eh? Oh, buddy, he's such he a solid, solid guy. 
yeah he's but, uh like, he's just such like, I can just such a salt of the you. earth follow oh yeah but like i can reach out to businesses down the states and, and tell them who i am yeah man when do you want us we'd love to come on yeah yeah and and you know like the longer you're in we'll say the, okay so here's the umbrella of the outdoor industry and the longer yeah. you're in that but but specifically the waterfowl industry you realize yeah. just how small it is oh man is there would be more white-tailed deer hunters in pennsylvania mm. than there are waterfowl hunters in north america probably yeah, yeah. i mean yeah. it's the I water believe, yeah. the wa the waterfowl the waterfowl industry is small i'll say like it's it's tightly knit but i'm here to tell yeah, you i'd so. like to i would like to i bet we're top of the scale for money spent mm. oh 100 you know percent I mean? on equipment oh, there's I'm nobody here? that spends more money than waterfowl no. hunters i i agree with not you even close so not when, even close buddy so when you think about that and you think about all like we'll say the top guys that are that are in the industry like it's 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 small it's yeah. small and like yeah. if you know you know you start hammering out names like if you know jeff yeah. coats like you yeah. know every, he's a he's a big he's a big name in the industry yeah. but he's just a guy yeah. you know what i mean and, yeah. and and he's not like jeff's done really well for himself and he could be arrogant yeah. if he wanted to but he's just such a solid yeah. fella i know? find that just in hunters in general yeah I mean, yeah. even the more, the most, all the fellows that I've met that have come on, like fellows that I've watched on, on TV or watched their videos and people that I've followed over the years. Yeah. That's what I've found. Like when they've come on the show, they are absolutely no different than me whatsoever. No, just, just the a guy. Exact same thing. Yeah. But the thing that, and, and I remember Corey Fawcett saying it to me uh, from Tango Free, um, when we chatted with him and he said, you know, people think that, and, and this would go for everybody, right? So you look at Higdon and Avian X and, and all these companies, whoever it is, Tangle Free, um, all of them. If you think these guys are, are like filthy friggin' rich, yeah, no. um, you got another thing coming yeah. because there it's, it plays into what you were saying, Wes, like, it's and same with you, Matt. It's not this great big industrial machine mm. that's just pumping money out. It it is a small. Community. It's tiny. Yeah. It's I mean, tiny. you th and go ahead. Keep yeah, going. go for it. No, go for it. Like you think about even say on social media, who would be what waterfowler would be have the biggest following? Like, I mean, Fred Zink, um, John Stevens, Tony Vandermore. Tony Tony, Tony would be the biggest. Yeah, Fred Zink. Fred Zink yeah. wouldn't yeah. even really be like, that high would, up what there. What would Tony Vandermore have for followers on Instagram? I wonder. Oh, jeez. Like Tony, I don't. Tony's I don't Tony's good. Now. Tony Tony's really good, but I think a lot of Tony's deal is that his wife is so good on social media. Yeah. Yeah, like Tony, Tony's well spoken, and he's he is, a, and he is famous from before too. Like oh, he was he ball player. So. He 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 definitely is, but this consistent presence on there, yeah. I think is well, and it's epic presence. Yeah, <laughs> like if I had a choice well, to go hunting anywhere with anyone, it'd be. I mean, he'd be first choice. Oh, he's yeah. I've always and that's strictly because of following so, him on so Instagram. Tony's Tony's got two hundred and twenty five thousand followers okay right? and he's probably so, the biggest he's probably the most he, followed yeah. i would think yeah puts out a lot of content so he's in the, 
He's in the top five. So and now compare that to big game. That, let, yeah. So who's who's I'm, I don't follow big game. Lee and um, Tiffany, so maybe. I can I think know. of Jim a couple. Uh, Cam, ha- Cam Haynes. Cam Haynes has got over a million, oh. like 1.4. Uh, Re- Steve yeah, Ranella, he, over a million. Yeah, but yeah, but those guys. Yeah, so Ranella and and uh, who was the other guy you Cam, just said? West? Cam, Cam Haynes. He's a big game. Yeah, hunter. but he's but he's a he's an author too, right? So like yeah. he's yeah. got a couple different streams. Been but on with Jocko Willink. Yeah, Shocky would be a good. Shockey I think Jim's so four hundred thousand or something. Five hundred. So so Jim Shockey. Jim Shockey is four hundred and thirty thousand. Yeah. So he's doubled what what Man. Vandemore is. He, he, and he's probably Shockey, got a million. He was like six hundred and something thousand. I think. Yeah. But and and Jim is probably not out there as much as what he was ten years ago. Well, Jim is older, right? So social yeah. media is not yeah. even. I think Jim still makes all his own Instagram posts. I know he does. Like yeah. you can tell well, by I, reading I'm them. I'm pretty sure he does. Yeah. Right. Um, so you know, like the waterfowling industry, it, it is small, and like mm. the the thing that I like about it, and and now with getting to meet the people, so like Fosted from Tangle Free, Sean Stall, um, these guys, like, and and I know Sean Stall and and Tangle Free, like they have a relationship; they've been working together for years. But even if it's even if it's competing companies, like they they all know one another; they've all hunted together at some point. Yep. They've all worked together in the same outfit at some point that because it's just that small of a world. It's just one person has an idea, they run with it. And that's what I love about I love about Americans is that when they get something in their head, they just they just go with it, right? And that's like like with Jeff Coates, I tell him all the time. Um, like I live here right on Lake Ontario. We've got some amazing diver hunts here in Lake Ontario, right? And I'm like how nobody in Ontario has a boat like yours and is guiding Ontario for divers and making a fortune, I don't know. Yeah, And he was like, really? yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. And I was like, because we're, Canadians, we're not, we're not bred that. We're, we're not bred to go above and beyond. Like, Jeff Boats, like, Jeff is an awesome dude, and he does a lot of really good things, and he puts on some great hunts. But listen, there's a lot of people, like, and Jeff can market himself, I think, better than most people. Oh but yeah, like when he's he's good, right? And he and he uses that hashtag all the time. World's largest duck boat. Yeah, yeah. When people when people see that, they're like, the world's largest. Duck- I gotta see what this is, right? Jeff is brilliant when it comes to marketing himself and and getting out there and and stuff. So well, the it, big thing I love it. The big thing here in Canada too is like. It wasn't that long ago. Like, it's been in the last five years. Like, five years ago, we'll say. If you were watching a show on Wild TV, just by the type of decoys that were being used, and, I mean, obviously Mm -hmm. the scenery, but you could tell where guys were in this country. And if you saw, like, big shell decoys and guys just, you know, not even using, like, maybe using uh layout blinds but most likely hunting out of a willow blind over yep. magnum shell decoys probably no full bodies at all you'd know they were out west you'd yep. not, you you would just you know yep. you just you just yep. know it cuz cuz i mean that's you know There's i've no had pressure. these de- yeah i've had these decoys for 40 years and this old big river flute and that's all i need you know what i mean nothing's mm-hmm. ever changed and like 
man, the industry is like blown up and you're still using that, it, it has. Th- that old stuff. And mm-hmm. I mean, like when you talk about nobody guiding on Lake Ontario, like, you know, it's just one of those things here. There's just not a lot of people and, yeah. and mm-hmm. it just, you know, nobody would, I don't know. It's funny that way. Yeah, it? it is. You know, yeah. but, but that, but we're, we're not as Canadians, we're not over the top. No. Um, look, look what I can do either. Yeah. Right? No. And, and you know, we're, we're, we're not bred that way. So, no. Um, and, and I, I like the way I like it that we're not bred that way. It's just sometimes I wish that, you know, we would take a little bit extra, sometimes take a chance when, when you, when you can see a, an opportunity and go, yeah. No, anybody listening to this could say, well, why don't you go buy a boat, Damien, and, and you do it. <laughs> right? And yeah. and yeah, touche. Like, why don't I go buy a boat and do it? But um, it just, you know, that's that's the sort of thing. I just, I just, um, it it is a, a crazy small world. But every so we've been doing that podcast now. We've got 130 episodes that we just recorded. 130 last night. Um, I think that's and, 115 more than us. <laughs> <laughs> um, we enjoy it. But, yeah. But, um, you know, everybody I've met and now and same with and I and I include you guys into it. Like I've got friends now that I would never have had had I had not uh, started that podcast. Yeah. And do you and, notice? And, and it's. Yeah, go for it. I was going to say, do you, like this is a two part question. Yeah. You you said that when you're trying to get guests for your podcast, like you're reaching out to companies in the States and stuff like that. Yes. Yep. One, do you notice that because of the way you were talking about people are down there, that they're, they're, they're pretty willing to work with you? And number two, mm-hmm. we kind of touched on this before. Do you notice a big difference in like where you are getting traction from? with your podcast like do you know do you notice that your numbers are dropping other places just because of some of the censorship that's going on with hunting and firearms and things like that no so the only place that i've seen any um any real so so youtube is starting to clamp down on it oh, um, big time. But, but see you guys would notice that way more than i would because you guys do so much video where you're showing your hunts, hmm. right? Where yeah. our videos, our videos are usually a gear review or a little bit of dog training and the podcast, right? Like we hardly film any hunts. Hmm. Yeah. So you guys would, you guys would see that uh, way more before me, but now on social media side of things. So like um, uh, Facebook and, and TikTok, we dipped into TikTok that lasted for about, two weeks yeah. um and then we and then we got the hell out of that yeah. but um the censorship that that's down so let's use tiktok for an example it's completely okay for a 40 year old woman to show up and just show off everything that she's got mm-hmm. uh and nobody bats an eye at but yet um my dog bringing back a bird in her mouth yeah. that that violates community guidelines yeah that that tells me that the world is like we're, we're failing as a society yeah. When, we're fucked. yeah 
Well, and yeah. we've noticed it on even like on Instagram, trying to grow and get fall like man, zero growth, hardly. Like, yeah. Because it doesn't yeah. get shared. Really struggled. Yeah. They don't. Sh- they don't yeah. show any of your stuff. Like nothing. I mean, and Instagram yeah. or YouTube. You look at some of the bigger waterfowl channels on YouTube, like uh, like some of them up there, and thirty thousand subscribers on yeah. YouTube. Man, they're doing. They're not. They're getting like four or five thousand views on a video. Yeah, like it's Cla- insane. Claudio, Claudio and Garo. And I mean, they blast. used to get yeah. like eighty thousand views on a video. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, it's crazy. I'll tell you yeah. what's. I'll yeah. tell you what's really brought some of our followers around as of late is the reels. Mm. Instagram so reels. People, yeah, so a lot of people so um I don't know if you guys know who this dude is, but he's out of Ohio. His name is Brian Ellathorpe. Um and he's got this he's got a he's he's like a media guy anyways, right? So he knows he knows video production and all this shit. So so he fuck, I don't know, man. Like he just blew up overnight. Like his his YouTube went through the roof. And uh, and and I went on chatting with him. I was like, "Oh yeah, Brian's a big deal. He hangs out with us peasants and and, and <laughs> stuff, right?" And uh, and he told me, uh, he was like, "You so YouTube has reels now? Yeah. So there's shorts, an option shorts, for reels. Yeah. Shorts. That's what it's called." He said to me that most of his subscribers has come from his shorts, not from his hunt videos. Really? So the short? Yeah. He, and that's he told me he's, because I've done like little like two minute videos with Lander or, or Dave has done something and he was like you guys got to put that on YouTube and I'm like what I was like nobody wants it he was like yeah man he said that's 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 YouTube's competition to Instagram's reels he said and and they're getting shown and that's how he blew up was was those shorts I'm telling you man like that it, it's a I think if you if you think you figure out the algorithm, they change it. Like it, it's a constantly evolving thing. So I don't think you're ever going to be ahead of the game on it. Mm. I think you're always going to be. I think you're always going to be trying to catch up to the algorithm. And and yeah, like Dave. So my business partner Dave, like Dave is Dave's a smart dude. Um, he spends a lot of time researching this stuff. And and he's like, man, we're always chasing our tail, always chasing our tail, because just when you think you got to figure it out, they change it. And, Definitely, and just, yeah, yeah. Because that is hurt, something man. we just we literally just started was the uh, the YouTube shorts, so the shorts or whatever. Yeah. But the only crappy thing about that, it doesn't go towards your watch hours. And oh, doesn't it? No, nope. and a lot oh. of and so far, like we haven't seen any subscribers out of it yet like not even one oh, no so, we've but, got okay. some we've uh, got some watch time but i'll tell you where we have seen growth is yeah. definitely on instagram yeah. with our with our followers the reels. Yeah. because with, with your reels for eh? for whatever reason i like i've been trying to make one and post one every two to three days mm. and uh yeah. some of them now i put that one on yesterday just decided to use allison chains as a as a yep. sound and i put yep. all the clips in slow motion and that video has got more views already than the last three that i posted mm. but i've also got two on there that i just whipped up one of them kind of quick a, a video of our trailer 
mm. going down the highway and it's yeah. fuck i don't know how it's, many people it's, it's like good. 70 or eighty thousand plays or something like that yeah i don't really? know it's got like six, six thousand likes on it just took off and there's another one there last too year, i know last year and i haven't asked jeff Coates about it this year um because he's crazy busy right now but uh last year i know he told me that and and you guys know jeff right so yeah, yeah. jeff would he was making like quality video right for his youtube channel like like yeah. properly done edited it and all that stuff last year at one point last year i'll say it was probably halfway through his season he just started with his phone just you know 30 seconds to two minutes with his phone it's shaking he's out in the boat which is what you see a lot of his stuff now he told me that he seen a substantial growth hmm. when he switched from doing what you know i'll call a professional video compared to just taking it with his phone substantial yeah. growth substantial yep it, it's crazy man like that's what i mean like you, you're always you're always trying to catch up right like who who knows what the next next yeah. and that guy right there is on top of it mm. he jeff he jeff jeff yep. coats jeff coats is the reason that we didn't uh, produce a DVD yeah. back in those days. Yeah. Jeff yeah. looked me square in the eyes on the Deer Island Ferry and said, Matthew, you guys need to be going on YouTube. Yeah. It's yeah. free. That's what we did. You can post your videos yeah. on there. You don't have any overhead. Yeah. You don't have to get people to buy your videos. Go if you got mm -hmm. video content you want to post, edit it as best you can and put it on YouTube. And we've never looked now, back, have we? No. And Instagram, and I, Instagram yeah. ha has has uh, when TikTok uh, kind of started to take over because that that just feeds yeah. what everybody's dopamine wants, right? That yeah. quick that quick yeah. video, and if you don't like it, you just keep scrolling. You just scroll, scroll, yeah. scroll. Instagram a couple of years ago, the the CEO came right on and said, "Look." This is no longer a photo platform, which it used to be, you know, yeah. for nice photos. Yeah. It's all about the video content, the reels. Where you go 100%. from there, where you go from there, yeah. I'm not sure. But And, and how yeah. you figure out the algorithm, I, I don't think you ever do. But I think to be consistent yeah. in what you post, like yeah. every couple of days you're putting something on there for, your, you know, the, the algorithm to kind of take a bite of. You know, every yep. so often you're going to have one take off. Hmm. I know, uh, I know Bobby Hayes. I've talked to Bobby Hayes about this a fair amount. Uh, and Bobby's, Bobby's a pretty smart dude too. That, that puts a lot of time and effort into trying to figure these things out. And, and I remember last year him telling me the same thing, like, you know, things that he thought would work, wouldn't. And then the things that he thought wouldn't work was working. Hmm. Like it, it was just, it was like, it's like you're living in bizarro world. Yeah. Yep. Like no rhyme or reason to anything. Yep. It, yeah. And, it, and, and it is. I mean, I mean, that, that, that algorithm is artificial intelligence. Yeah. There is no yeah. rhyme or reason. We, we can't figure it no. out. It's, you know, it's a, it's, yeah. You know, it's a damn computer well, program. But YouTube, know, there's you definitely a censorship, around. though, going on. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, well, yeah, and, and you got to look at it like where's your, YouTube's coming out of California, right? Mm. So probably the most liberal state in the entire United States where, yeah. you know, everything is on lockdown in, in California, right? Mm -hmm. So 
it, it kind of makes sense. But I tell you, this is a thought that I had a few months ago. I'll say the other day, but um, it was a few months ago. Is that I think when YouTube goes completely anti-hunter, I think you're going to see the emergence of people. And I think you're, and there's people that's starting to do it right now, um, but it just hasn't gained steam. But I think you're going to see an emergence to this subscription-based platform yeah. where you can pay the 2 or $3 a month because that's all you're going to need to charge. Yeah. Um, and all of these hunters are going to flock to your website to get their content. Yeah. And I think, I honestly do think that's what's going to happen. You're going to get guys like, um, so let's say stall. So stall did DVDs for a long time. Uh, well, you don't need to because they've got RNT TV, right? Yeah. But I think that's why you're going to, you're going to see more, more RNT TV. I think you're going to see more, more of that stuff where, you know, you pay me a five bucks you get a little bit of inside information, probably get a discount on some gear. Well, may maybe and there will be a resurgence of uh, the hunting channels like Wild TV yeah. and the Sportsman Channel. Who knows? If yeah. YouTube and those places are full-blown censoring hunting content, it's got to go somewhere. Definitely. And well, I mean, look at look at things like the Roost TV that that Joe Hines yeah. and Scott trying to put on through Molt Gear. I mean, yeah. I, I subscribe to that. Yeah, of course you do because you still – you're still going to need your fix for watching fellas shoot birds and watch them set up. And, and yeah. it's not so much the shooting the birds. Like the average, um, the average waterfowl hunter now aren't watching the videos for, to see you drop, um, you know, 10 birds in a volley. They're watching now to see, okay, what gear is that guy using? How is mm. he setting up? How's he doing um, it? Yeah. How's he doing it? Right. They're, Cause now they're trying, they're trying to figure out, Okay, what's going to give me the best? They're using it as an education tool, not for the, the shock and awe of, of just watching uh, a group of fellas dummy a, a, a flock of geese. Yeah. They're trying, so they still need, they're still going to need that, that, uh, they're still going to need to feed that desire to watch the videos. That's why the DVDs were, were as popular as they were before about, uh, uh, YouTube. Like, you, seriously, you think about it. Um, like there was fellas that made a living off, like made a living off selling DVDs yeah. of their hunts. I think a lot of the, I think one of the the reason that YouTube took off the biggest and is because of cell phones and computers. People yeah. watch yeah. it on their computers, right? Like a lot of people yeah. have desk jobs and they're sitting there in their desk job with their computer in front of them. So they crank over to their new screen. They got YouTube up and they watch a video on their break or something like Absolutely. that. Or they sit there on their phone and watch a video. And I mean, if they take that away, I think there's going to have to be some sort of mobile platform that they can jump onto. Well, Cause I, I mean, I got a beautiful TV sitting here and I, I never turn that thing on. <laughs> I could hardly find but the power think button. About it, you think about uh, like whenever you turn on your social media or you mm -hmm. turn on the news or anything like that. Everything is always bad news, right? Yeah. But if you go on TikTok, you go on YouTube, it knows what you like. All you see is the things that, that you like. So the things that make you laugh mm -hmm. or the things you enjoy watching. So those, it's always going to need to be there because people, 
people need a break from from that bad news that's being forced in our face all the time. Yeah. And and I there's going to be a need for it. It's just what's the new platform going to be? And yeah. Well, I, I think the, I think that like the, you know the TikToks and things like like Instagram is no holds barred. Yeah. You fucking show yeah. whatever you want on there as long you know. Yeah. As long as you've got a piece of saran wrap over your tits, that's good enough. <laughs> and uh, as far as like hunting and shooting and stuff, hey man, if you yeah. wanna if you wanna show a video of you blowing up a gopher, no problem. Yeah. We're, we're good. Well, just and, come over and here thing, and support our platform. You but know. the thing that instagram does that nobody else does is that if it's if it's really bad they'll say this video has is sensitive yeah some yeah, viewers right. may find this sensitive yeah and you, so so you can click on it or you can just oh no this is probably something bad i don't want to watch it yeah. so you just scroll on by like what a fucking adult would do yeah after something you don't like why do you have to watch it right so they give you the option to not watch it yeah if you want to watch it, just click on it and then they let you like, yeah, I don't know. It seems to me that Instagram is, is more, um, it allows you to be an adult, uh, mm -hmm. more than, than just somebody that's going around all the time, piss moaning about, oh, you, you hurt this or you hurt my feelings yeah. or, or whatever. Just being a Karen. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. But I think it'll probably, you know, like the Patreons of the world will be more yeah. popular for, for hunters and, and outdoorsmen. I think so. Or, yeah. or, you know, like other subscription-based platforms where it's on-demand TV. You watch whatever the hell you yep. want. Like mm -hmm. full, full binge watch. Be just like Netflix, but for hunting. And I mean, there, there definitely yep. is a few of those out there right now. But I, I, oh, yeah. I don't disagree. They're going to be more popular, which is great. Yeah. Which is great because yeah. yeah. it offers people don't mind paying a little bit of money to be able to watch what they want to watch on demand. And uh, well, it, it puts a little money in the pocket of the people that are out there working hard to produce those things. Yeah. Well, like, I don't know what, what it's like in your house, but like, we don't have cable. I don't pay for cable anymore because I've got Netflix, I've got uh, Paramount, I've got Crave, I've got all these, like, yeah gone are the days like people don't mind spending money for their entertainment yeah nope. so and that's at, like at 20 and, and if you've got if you've got paramount and you've got crave and, and you've got netflix like you've got some money stacked up there but anybody yeah. realistically i mean it's not more than a hundred dollar bill but yeah. anybody anybody that wants to watch Yellowstone, all of a sudden you had to yeah. have a subscription to Paramount. Mm -hmm. You know, Absolutely. you want to watch 1883 yeah. or 1913, yeah. whatever the other two spinoffs yeah. are, you got to have Paramount. Yeah. You know what Absolutely. I mean? And, and, and once those are over, which I don't know, I think they are now, for now, yeah. like, that's, nobody's going to cancel that. No, you got to sit there for 11 more months and, and wait for the next and, and, season and, of four shows or right, five. Right, and, and that's like, we'll say... 20 bucks a month you know yeah. so as a hunter if you could say hey there's this here's this subscription-based platform and it's got this that's whole right. side of it that's that's just waterfowl hunting mm. or deer hunting yep. or bear hunting yep. or whatever or yep. the show or that show and you can binge watch the seasons yep. well by god you know it's not gonna be long and that's that shit's gonna take I guarantee off it. it's gonna it's gonna happen buddy i i guarantee you because not that not that it's going to be anything grotesque or anything that's totally off limits, but there's going to come a time 
where, you know, East Coast Waterfowl Mafia videos aren't going to be able to be viewed on YouTube. On you, it, I agree it, 100%. Yeah. It, it's coming, right? Yeah, so, and we're already and seeing fellas, it in the numbers. And yep. fellas, are, fellas and ladies are going to be able, they still are going to want to watch these hunts. Yeah, so, yeah. so you either pivot and, and yeah. get on to something that's going to work for people. And start yep. pumping that. Yeah. And, pe- and, and you know, like maybe right now, people are used to having everything for yeah. free. But yeah. we're already, like you said, we're already paying for Netflix, Absolutely. Paramount, yeah. Crave, all that stuff. And when and when people yeah. get going on YouTube and they're like, fuck, you can't even, you're not going to see anything getting shot on TikTok. Nope. So nope. no sense in having that. And you do have nope. Instagram because you can watch it on there. But boys, if yeah. you want to watch full length videos, like it's getting harder and harder That's to right. find on on YouTube because they're being censored. Well, yeah, I'm, I I wouldn't I wouldn't mind paying fifteen bucks or mm-hmm. five bucks or whatever it is there. Absolutely. Well, especially if you don't have a choice, if there's nowhere else to watch it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And if and if you're as as dedicated as what you know the majority of waterfowlers are. And, and to touch on what you guys said earlier, like, I don't think there's, and I agree with you, I don't think there's anybody in the hunting world that spends the money that we spend. Nope. No. Um, so what's another $10 a month? Right. Um, that That's nothing. They spend that in coffee in a fucking day. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? So 10, 10 bucks for a subscription service where I can watch all the killing and all the education on duck hunting that I can. Yeah. Fellas will be lining up. Yeah, I think I think we just discovered a new revenue generator for East Coast Waterfowl Mafia and Punisher Waterfowl. Oh, East Coast Waterfowl Mafia might have some things working in the background. Boys, good, good <laughs> for you guys. There, no, there might awesome, be some though, things coming. Good, because I think that's that's the only way that you're going to be able to survive is that you've got to be able to roll with the punches, right? You got to hustle. If you're going to be involved yeah. in this industry, you can't you can't lull yourself to sleep out of any yeah. little success. It's too yeah. it's good, too good. Ag- yeah. it's too aggressively changing. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. you have to be you have to be on the forefront of it, and you're always you know. You always have to be marketing yourself, and you, you always have to be ready to pivot. I, I think if mm-hmm. yeah. friggin' uh, COVID taught us anything, it's you either be on your toes and ready to move yeah. forward, or you know you get left behind yep. in the dust real quick. So you know, you yeah. stay the, ahead of the and game. And the other thing, yeah, and the other thing COVID taught us is that if you think that the world worked only one way and and it had to work that way. Well, COVID taught us different on that mm-hmm. because the entire, you know, economic structure of North America changed Big time. In overnight, overnight. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. So definitely uh, you got to be willing to try things that might even be out of your comfort zone editing or technology mm-hmm. wise or whatever, but you just, yep. you just learn as you go. Like Wesley does all the editing but i started decking around with those reels i I was gonna do like you guys did and and try to figure out tiktok because it was super popular yeah but then but then i was like well i don't want to just post videos of birds and no chance of there being a dead bird or always worrying about the, the, the account that we've put all this time and effort in getting banned i'm like yeah let's try 
Instagram reels and maybe we could grow our followers on there. And that's been, it's been pretty good. You know, you, you, you're making like, you're finding songs that you like, you're making yep. videos that are, might only be 10 seconds long mm. or 30 seconds or, you know, a minute or whatever, depending on, yep. you know, and we're just throwing darts basically. Yeah. Some of them and take and some of them don't. Yeah. And, and I think that's what, and, and if you asked anybody that's being successful, I think um, 99% of them will all, I'll tell you that, well, I tried this, this didn't work. Um, but then we just said, fuck it. And we're going to try this. And, and this is what worked. Yeah. It, well, it, it's a crapshoot every time. And it the is, other yeah. thing is too, like when you have footage, like you can't be, you can't take huge chunks of your footage and put them out in one place and then edit a video and, and you know, you don't, you've already, it's not original footage anymore because mm. you've used it someplace else. But if you're taking right. and you're saying to yourself, well, all I got to do is make a 10 to 30 second or at the most one minute clip, like, yep. geez, you can take short clips from a, a few hunts Absolutely. Yep. and use them several you know a, a few hunts several different ways and oh. i mean you know it's easy i i just i have iMovie on my phone edit edit them yep. that way it's simple you know buddy um remember uh jesus what's his name he now works he, he did work for uh for du uh now he works for delta uh uh, uh dugan, no, Bill, Bill, billy dugan yeah billy dugan so him and I were in, in Winnipeg doing uh, doing meetings for, for Ducks Unlimited, and I showed him that iMovie on, on the phone. I said, before I do a dinner, um, this is what I do. And I take the prizes, and I just take pictures of it and put it on my iMovie and make a little video, and I put it out on social media. And Billy Dugan was like, Jesus, that's a, that's impressive. He said, that's <laughs> awesome. He said, and it's, and it's that easy. I said, buddy, I said, it's that easy. But yeah. you know, like Bill, Billy was in his was in his fifties at the time, so you know, manipulating an iPhone wasn't yeah. wasn't something that was in his repertoire. Yeah. But he was like, "That's that's fucking brilliant." So just yeah, like you just you know, just put it on your phone, and and you only need a three minute video because that's all anybody's got the attention span mm -hmm. for these yeah. days. Not even. Yeah, three minutes is way too long. Yeah, <laughs> you know, thirty seconds thir is pushing it. Thirty thirty seconds is pretty. If you if you can if it thirty seconds is is pretty good. It it takes some. You got to get their attention immediately though. It's it's oh yeah. Most of your most of your songs on there are gonna give you a, a thirty second spot, and if you yeah. take if you take and edit a video for thirty seconds, it's not very much. You got to tell your you got to be creative about how to tell your point but that's yeah, that's our attention span you yeah. know instant gratification oh yeah and if it, not i'm gonna swipe you but uh, <laughs> i'll swipe you but that but adding that music to it like your video could be could be the tits yeah but mm -hmm. at, but you add like uh anyway i'm a big acdc metallica that sort yeah. of that genre rock like when i hear like i I don't care about watching videos of birds getting shot anymore. I just, I've seen so many of them. Right. Yeah. But, but if there's a, a video comes on and it's got like a rock and roll sign to the video, yeah. I tell you what, I'm watching it. 
Yeah. Fine, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's just something extra to just grab me to just, you know, feed into my sensory needs, I guess. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Well, man, I don't know if you got any more to add, but we've been on, we've been recording for two hours and 41 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and we've been on the phone for almost three almost hours. Three, almost two three hours, hours and 57 minutes we've yeah. been on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. I'd say that's a pretty good talk. That's a good run. Yeah, good I'd run. say so. Uh anybody uh that if you're still listening to uh, to us three, I'm good on you. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> so Damien passed the test. Damien, how can yeah. people connect with you? How what would you like people to do to yeah. follow you? Yeah, yeah what's so, your uh, OnlyFans link? <laughs> uh that is Big Papa Pump. Uh <laughs> at, yeah. Uh no, uh on on all the regular social media, buddy. We're on Instagram and on Facebook. Um, we're not a big uh, apparel brand or anything like that. We, you know, we're we're trying to educate people and, and educate them to be good people. Not not we're going to teach you how to be an awesome hunter. We're trying to teach you how to be a better human being mm. uh, more than anything, right? And I know you guys talk a lot about it on your show too. Just just be good to people and 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 uh don't be a douchebag right so yeah, but yeah um you can catch our so anywhere you get your podcast from you can find us if you just search up punisher waterfowl on youtube search up punisher waterfowl and and then the same for all the social media cool awesome man it's been a good it's voices. been a good talk <laughs> yeah hell yeah, yeah. That's... Been fucking great getting caught up with you yeah. well and that's the other thing it's been it's you know, it's been a few months since I've been talking to you guys, but uh, anyways, I I've been meaning to send you an email because I got a plan for next fall uh, for Sounds something, good. and uh, and I I got to run it by you guys. So Sounds um, good, man. So I'll be talking to I'll be sending you an email in the next week or two. Yeah. Sounds good. Cool, brother. Good talking to you, man. Everyone, yeah, if you Thank- survive this long. Thank you for listening. Yeah. We will catch you on the next one. We will catch you on the next one. Thanks very much, Damien. No, thank you, boys.